This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Hip-hop culture, I feel like I'm part of the hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it. Keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Bumani. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Late night edition. Parents asleep. Edition 101. <laughs> See you, dude. Hey, what do you want to do? You want to start it? We'll get yeah. some gems before you start it. Wait, I got to test me. Oh, yeah, how is it? It's going to yeah. be loud. We're loud, right? It's not that loud. It's not that loud. Yo. But hearing myself is like... Not good. It, you know what this reminds me of? What? She's going to know what I'm talking about in a second. I hooked up with this chick that was going deaf. And I tried her <laughs> hearing aids on after uh, after we banged. <laughs> what? And it sounds like this. Really? But but it sounded it's it was, you just hear yourself. The chick who was going deaf. That's a great. Setup. But like if you look, you know, like she she was she was hot. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> knock her because she had hearing aids. Want to start it up? Want to start it up? Yeah, we're, we're, we're rolling. I imagine. Yeah. All right, keep a basement podcast. Uh, Mike Sweeney, Tom Zappia, uh, Alex isn't here, but he's beautiful. Uh, we're joined by uh, Jared Rubio. Of Stealth Mode Motorsports, Sweeney's all-time friend. So we've had some old Sweeney friends. It's been a while since he's down here. We have one again today. Thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate thank you. it. Thanks for having me, man. This um, is cool. So, yeah, thank you. And 
Stealth Mode Motorsports is a sponsor, actually. So you, what do you, you sell a used <laughs> I motor parts? I sent you the uh, the audio of that, and you laugh when he yeah, messed yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he kept it. It's in every episode. It's, it's, it's funny, funny though. It's, it's funny because sometimes, like, I'll call like UPS to like schedule something. They're like, Stetton, I'm like, it's pretty simple. Yeah, very simple. Stealth Mode. And then motorsports, people like get tongue tied about it. And, uh, yeah, know, yeah. Whatever. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, and custom builders with the highest quality of OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati Supersport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. The number you can reach us at is 980-202-2998. Based out in Charlotte, North Carolina. StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. And then you were on that other podcast. It was a good episode. Yeah, whose podcast was that? That was really good. Jeffrey Gittimer um, and Jennifer Glucko. It's uh, Sell or Die. They're like uh, New York Times bestselling authors. They're um, they're the real deal. Yeah, Yeah, they they do. uh, He's written like 14 books. Uh, writing another one now. I just had dinner with them last week. They're they're good people. That's good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was a really really good episode. You're a no bullshit kind of guy. Uh, so what has helped you in achieving success and always on the grind to do better? Like even when you have a you know like a week or a month where you're not feeling yourself, like how do you get back on? And honestly, I just compete with myself. So like you know the the it's 2019. Everyone's like, oh man, social media. Like I wish I was this person. Don't get me wrong. I definitely am envious of others, but I will not sit there and beat myself up because, you know, Joe Schmo is making a million dollars a year because he hustles and I'm sitting here crying about it because I'm scrolling on Instagram. I mean, if you don't use yourself as your own competition, who you're, are you fighting against or competing with people that you don't even care for or like matter to you that's that's like the gary v 101 right it's like (laughs) it's like dude you buy these nice things for people that like you care to impress that you don't even like so when it comes to success all i ever do with with my motorcycle business is i get angry at myself when i'm not where i want to be compared to last year so that's my like year one there's nothing right so like as you go every year that i've gone up until this point has been my best year yet because I compete with myself. So that's gotcha. how I rate my success solely and simply. So you're improving every year. Anyway. But like you said, you're not a fan of goals. Like how do you plan on growing your business? Like evolving? Like well, do you I'm, have like a five year thing? Like what do you yeah, want? Yeah. See like I, I've never even thought about that at all. I know like certain things aren't sustainable. So like the motorcycle business for me is definitely not a forever deal. I know it's not sustainable in the long term because I'm going to get older and things are going to change and I'm going to want different things and more. So I know there's definitely most, and most people have to do this is pivot, you know, find something that you're good at or that you can evolve into something else. And for me, I see that not like a five-year plan, but definitely I could say that would be like exotic car dealership, right? Like, is that like, I know a lot about high-end cars, so I could say, I want to use that knowledge to, to get that to that point. But it's not like A to Z where you open up a car dealership and you start selling Ferraris. You just gotcha, don't do yeah, that, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. unless you get lucky or you're a trust fund baby or have somebody back you with tons of money, you just don't because there's a lot more risk involved. So you start slow. So I've been doing that on the side. Like, with, you know, I know we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, ups and downs and stuff. And, you know, when I had moments where the motorcycle business wasn't thriving, I was buying vehicles to sell. So. Earlier in the beginning of 2019, that's where I got I found a little success there. So, gotcha. you know, that's it's not like a, a five year plan. Now I'm just like I do whatever I can to hustle. Like if there's something that I know and I know can make money, I will sell it. Gotcha. You know. And then some of my comedian friends, they probably like you because you're not like 
you don't love social media. Like you'll do away with it. Like you make money without social media. So like, yeah. Do you have any tips for people who don't really fuck with social media but want to make a living on doing something that they enjoy and like? Like, do you use social media to your advantage, or you kind of just like lay be laid back with it and kind of make money elsewhere? I think it solely depends on what you're selling. If it's yourself, are you selling yourself? Are you selling mm. a product? Yeah. Are you selling a service? Because for me, I could definitely spend the money and market using social media. However, will that translate to true dollars for me? Maybe a, here or there. I had somebody randomly hit me up the other day. and was like, hey, I just saw this you posted on Instagram. I was shocked because I was like, eh, you know, I use it so that yeah. if somebody wants, it's more of a catalog. Like somebody come, goes to this landing spot. If they don't have Facebook, they have Instagram. Here's all the kinds of stuff that I have and do. This is me. I'm a business, whether they buy anything from that or just want to view it, cool. But tons of people underestimate the power of social media because, you know, just like anything else, technology evolves. It's good and it's bad. We say all these great things and then we say, oh, like Tesla, uh, oh, self-driving cars, but people are crashing on this and that. So there's there's good to it and there's bad to it, right? So social media works the same way. The, the good is you can reach now more than ever for free so many more people that would never know you existed. Businesses have been created solely because of social media. So with that being said, if you can create something for next to nothing, like you couldn't before, mm -hmm. if you didn't have a mom and pop shop, drive by, paying for billboards, website, whatever you were doing, how are you really getting yourself out there? Now it's like- gotcha. Everybody's a business. Everybody's an entrepreneur now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like Instagram models. And like people, everyone's a model. <laughs> people have these businesses, and then all of a sudden they stop their businesses, and all of a sudden become social media like entrepreneurs. Like remember that guy in your DMs who was trying to help you with your business? Yeah, like a phone. Yeah. And it was like verified, but it was like yeah. it was like fake. Like how do you spot a real? How do you spot fake? I mean, that was weird, right? Yeah, like yeah, weird. dudes, like dudes, like oh, I, I like he had a he had a preface it by saying what who he was, and that. Uh, alone is like all right cool i don't care like yeah. you have a blue check mark next to your name still doesn't mean anything to me he had like a million followers was getting like maybe a, a couple thousand likes on some pictures maybe yeah, a few right. hundred on on others and i'm like this guy just wants to try to like troll me to get something free whether he figured out a way to get verified and he's nobody yeah like why would he reach out to you it doesn't make any right? sense because maybe the, maybe the guy is into motorcycles and just you know he wanted the most expensive part of the motorcycle that i sell uh, so it was like it was like thirty five hundred dollar part or something like that you're trying to for that you? for what he wanted specifically he wanted that for free in exchange for like <laughs> promotional video yeah. work he's like oh i'll have a crew fly out to you i'm like yeah i was born yesterday i'm like the king of scams what so. about the people who so you would be one who could be able to pick up on you know a scam artist or i'm like on that. i'm like scam expert but he probably sends 40 of those messages a day maybe hoping more. close on like at least one or two maybe, maybe he's like reaching out to a clothing brand like yeah. hey send me free clothes and i'll do this for you know and then like you get a couple idiots or people that are startups and yeah. want to get their names out oh this guy's got a million followers let's do it I mean, sure, but so what would you? How would you decipher when to do something like that and when to not do it? Well, if it seemed like it could be legit. Yes, the right questions, like right away. Like, like per, perfect example is like when you're selling a vehicle, right? Right. If somebody messages you and says if you're selling a vehicle for twenty thousand dollars, someone says take seventeen thousand. You don't ask a single question about the vehicle. I know you're full of shit, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. me being very good at asking the right questions and trying to get a conversation going to get them comfortable when before I offer them way less than they're asking, right? Like, because that's the end goal. I'm never going to give somebody what they're, yeah, they're yeah, asking yeah. is like asking the right questions. Hey, how long have you owned it? Like the whole slew of, of the stuff that I have that I ask people. So that's how I know right away based on what, how you start the conversation. I know when you're full of shit super quickly. And like people 
honestly have hit me up friends over the years and be like, hey, I'm interested in buying this or I'm looking at this. Can you tell me if this is a scam? And nine times out of 10, I've been spot on and not even like toot my own horn, but like exactly. it's kind of, for me, I'm like, dude, how could you not like this kid's like, oh, this truck's in Texas and it's so much cheaper yeah, and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, tell them to send you the title. He goes, wow, they sent me a title. Okay, send it to me. Cool, you said it's 2013. Why does it say a 2011 on here? And why is the truck title in a different state than the truck selling on and it has a different license plate on? You know, like, I, just simple things. Would, right. would you pay someone to help you with social media? Would you have to see what their proven product is? Like, do you think you get scammed that way too? For my business? Meaning like... Yeah, like to help your business out. I don't think it's I don't think it's big enough to, to, to need it, you know? Like, well, their argument would be like, well, you're not big enough. I'll help you get to that next level. Or you yeah. think it, it's a process. And I'm going to say, once you get me there, <laughs> then you'll get a fat chunk of that money that's the the that's generated from gotcha. social media because, I mean I I believe in people being paid what they're worth mm-hmm. so if I'm small enough where I can't say hey I can pay you what you're worth right now but I can say I can make it worth more than your while down the road but who really wants to do that mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that for somebody unless I was trying to get my feet wet and saying hey give me this opportunity so that later on I can say. Look at this business. Guess what? I grew that social media. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who grew uh, Dan Bilzerian's uh, Instagram. Do you guys even know who he is? Yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, because a lot of people don't know who that dude is. Yeah. And like, I didn't know someone built this Instagram. You though. can be rich and cool, but if you don't establish a good presence online, like what does that matter? But mm-hmm. he's got, you know, what is he? The most popular dude on One social media? Yeah, yeah, like what? I mean, I love the guy, so can't knock him. And what about Gary Vee? Like, you were talking about how you don't like a lot of these motivational people, but you fuck with Gary Vee. He's like, he doesn't. He doesn't come off motivational to me. He's not Tony Robbins. He's not somebody asking me like, come to my seminar for this, you mm-hmm. know, great talk or like real estate moguls and all this kind of stuff. Like, here, buy my book for these ten. Do you ever hear Gary Vee like, here, buy my book? Like, yeah. this? So but like, he has a book out. No, but he, got- he gives free content away. Right, but yeah. but that's his thing. Yeah. is giving the content away because it matters so much more about who he is as a person than what he has to offer you to, <clears throat> to buy because he's really not selling anything. And he's already loaded. I mean, but he wasn't, and he posts his own videos from 10-plus years ago when mm-hmm. he was starting up the wine. wine Library and all the other stuff, and everyone's looking at him like he's a joke because he's saying the same things he is now, but now he's super right and has a ton to back up with yeah. it. He was saying that he heard Gary Vee was a fraud. Didn't you say that? I mean, I, well, I was talking, somebody reached out to me who had worked for him and just saw a different side of him. So I can't, I couldn't knock on him since he was working for him and kind of saw it up front, but maybe just come off as. Maybe he had a bad experience with that's him. A, yeah. that's, a, that's the first uh, thing I, I think he, says, he didn't say it was a firsthand experience, though. He said it was something he saw secondhand. So, I mean, I'm not going to agree nor deny with him. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean. It's not always, it, it, think about it. It's not always what a person's going to put themselves out on Instagram. is Like we say, it's not what they actually are all the time. Right. And he has, you know, he has a production team, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, got, got, he's, he's got a whole team, a bunch of people working for he's him. He's not creating the content unless he's doing a quick, like, selfie thing. Yeah. Like, hey, you know. Yeah, he's got he a lets a lot of those guys leave. Like, they, it's no hard feelings. Like, they do their own thing. They want to be themselves. Well, it's a, what he's selling is for that to be the case. He doesn't want you work. He doesn't want yeah. you to do that. He, he wants, wants you to, to be like him. Do that while you have to, and then, but actually move on to be your own. That's part of how he gets his rocks off he's like yeah. if i get satisfaction knowing that you have a story to tell based on something that i shared with you he's like that's it for me he's that's like, why i think you'll get so much love too like, i don't think all these other motivational guys necessarily do that the yeah. gratitude the kindness the happiness the things that he talks about it's like dude that's like that's it and it's all free stuff he's not telling you to to buy into something to go do something to spend money he's like this is what you need to do if you want to live your life doing something you love, mm, not just right. like having a job and making money because at the end of the day, do you even see him flash anything? Not really, ever. No. You never see him drive the car. His case wishes. Dude, <laughs> case, I mean, I, I was shocked that they sold out. I mean, good for the man. Yeah. 
Uh, you, you told me an innovative idea about how that person created like a Kendrick Lamar type video and got the job with him. Remember that? Yeah, the resume. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I told him about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the dude rapped a song to a Kendrick Lamar song and put it on YouTube right. about his resume and sent it to Gary Vee. And Gary Vee was like, dude, I love this instantly. Didn't, that's a creative Didn't another guy do something like that and got him a gig? Oh, no, I saw... There was another guy like that was in the news who kind of did a similar thing, but basically he wanted to be like... His dream job was to be like a like an ad copywriter for like Nike or some huge fucking brand or whatever. So just to get them to listen, he like... Yeah, he made like a whole production rap video of... Ex- literally ex- listening, like explaining his credentials, but in like a rap music form, and just like posted it to social media and it went viral. And then once Nike got wind of it, they're like, "Holy shit!" And they hired him just off. Of yeah, that. but he got vi- he got viral before that. Yeah. Oh, you're talking he, about Charlie? He, oh no, CEO Charlie. I think Charlie. Yeah, he might have got viral before he got hired. See, that's the thing, though. Like, I mean, yeah, that's great. He just sent this straight to like he didn't post anywhere. He just kind of like sent it to. It's hit or miss with that stuff, man. Like, how many of these like these. Yeah, I don't know, hot shots you want to call that? Open everybody's stuff, like yeah. DMs, email. Like, where, how was he sending it? You know, like, and yeah. is, do people think it's like spam? You know, so like, yeah. you send a link. And a lot of these know, comedians like, are broke, and a lot of these who make the video already have money, if you think about it, because a lot of this yeah. video production stuff costs so much money. Oh, yeah, you know, man. You know people I mean? got to be there. The equipment costs a lot of money. It's time, and like, it th- so much behind the scenes that people just see, oh, look at this finished video, and they don't even see how, how long they could potentially take to edit. Yeah. It takes forever. Like, a lot of people could have creative ideas, but it's about like taking the action, implementing it, but a lot of the shit's expensive, dude. I mean, I, I don't even know shit about shit, and I know that. And I, just trying to make simple videos, I'm like, damn, I want to punch my computer screen. You know? oh, yeah. what, what do you think of stand-up comedy? What do you think of people who are really creative but just go up on stage for like three minutes, five minutes, trying to make a name for themselves? Do they need to do more? Ballsy as hell, man. I, I really, I really applaud it. And I told, I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I honestly, a lot of times, I wish I could do stand-up, but I like, I got I know, guy. I know when I'm like, when I'm feeling it, like when I'm in the zone to like crack jokes and stuff. But it's like. Then I got to rush to try to like get to a stage and like just give it a shot for the first time. You like, would I, hate the grind because you would hate being so broke because you're more of an entrepreneur t- style businessman. Yeah, I'd, but it'd you would respect more, it. It'd, it'd be a it'd be a hobby thing. I do respect it, man. We yeah. went to the, we went to the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Um, we saw Good Craig luck. Robinson um, and two uh, two other guys that were with him. Uh, Todd Ryan Rex, Davis from Todd, Todd Rex, I think it was, and then like Frankie something. Or other. They're funny, man. I mean, I, I needed it, man, because I was like you know in my house fucking crying for the past week over my dog so that that shit really helped she took me i actually laughed and i was like dude this guy's fucking great i liked him anyway from hot tub time machine he was on fucking office which i don't even really watch oh yeah Craig dude the guy's great yeah he's og how do you like so how do you rebound from a down period you said your dog passed away like how do you gain the momentum back and be productive because like you if you're down and out your health is important, right? Like when you don't feel right, like nothing else can get really accomplished. You can't be as productive when you're lose lose a loved one, don't feel right, or you know having a tough time. Dude, there's there's definitely no answer to that. It's it's simply going through it and taking. Like my problem is is that I don't want to take the time to like heal and and like do nothing and like go through the process. I want to be like take your mind off it. I just like, like, what do I need to do to hustle that? Yeah. But then you can't because you're not your hundred percent yourself right. or you're when you're sick yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so like I'm going through it right now. Like I, you know, there's no, I, I went out, you know, I, I was a little bit slower at the bike business. I went out of my way while my dog was, was sick and still alive and, and, and bought a bike. And then all that stuff happened. And I was just like, it means nothing to me. Like I look at it and I'm like, this is just a pile. Yeah, you know, they but, say the loss of a dog disrupts your daily routine. I really believe that because it's uh, like your best friend. 150% man. Like as simple as like letting the dog out before you go to bed. Like it's just something, you know, like having the dog beds there and all this. And the dog was my life for over a decade, you know? So it's not like anything easy to be like, okay, next dog. Like let's do this all over again. No, mm-hmm. like it, it took a chunk of my heart and soul 
So him being gone is not like, oh man, it sucks. I'm going to do nothing now. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need to accept that I need to let it happen. Not to like, get like all psychology. There's no like stages of like grief. And then there's gotta be, like, I mean, I don't know yeah. how I handle it different. I, I didn't really cry when my grandparents died, but I couldn't stop bawling my eyes out over my dog. You know, like yeah. it, it's a different 150% different relationship that you have with somebody that relies on you for them to stay alive, but then also the love and wants there. to see you happy. Yeah. Right. And the dog's lo- the most loyal thing you'll ever have in your life com- to anything. Really? Yeah. Joe Rogan was, uh, doing a podcast with Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, and they were crying about the loss of their dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's fucked up, th- man. you know, I, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I cried about something, like, no, you know, I'm tough. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't cry about shit, but I'm like, dude, the dog just tore me up. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't a good experience to have to deal with it. And physically, be there while the doctors, you know, putting your dog down and some, a dog that I planned to live past 15 years, you know, and he was super healthy his whole life. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I have to keep reminding myself, like he was in a lot of pain. Like he definitely couldn't have, he was not himself in the last few days. Like he just could barely walk it, it, but it just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, like he got diagnosed with cancer. Yes. But then after his third, we, we did decided to do chemo. So after his third chemo treatment, um, he just had problems like getting up and down the stairs. And I was like, what is going on here? It seemed like his back's taken back to the vet, all that stuff. And, uh, ended up being like, I, I paid to have an MRI done and he ended up having some kind of like tumor eating away his bones yeah. in his up. shoulders and pushing against his spinal cord. So like the dude could not like really walk or like he would just stay in place. And like, he was panting, shaking, crying, like, I, I, it broke me up worse. It's always the mind that stays and the, the physical parts. That, and he, he was a strong motherfucker, man. Like he would like, he didn't cry. He accidentally got hit in the head with a golf club. I was swinging years ago. The dog didn't even cry. Like it was just like practice swinging. He's like walked into it and went Jesus ding against Christ. his head. Like the dude, the dude was a badass. So. Yeah, It's part of your identity. It's tough. You know, it, it is like blue was part of who I was. You're my boy blue. Yeah. Rest in peace, baby. I love you. But uh, so like depressed times like that and setbacks, I know we talked a little about it. Like how do you handle it? Because like you could talk about, you go on a podcast, right? You're on that podcast talking about like your vision and business and being successful. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck do you get back to 100%, you know? Unfortunately, what everybody else has been telling me, which I know is true, is fucking time, man. Like Time heals. Right? Like how am I going to just act perfectly fine? Like, yeah, I have stages of acting fine. Like I go to work and stuff. And I thought in my head, I was like, whenever my dog dies, I'm never. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be out of work for a fucking month. It's the time management too, because you were dealing with all that health stuff, so you didn't sell stuff, and you said you were lost money and didn't like really go after it because you were. Worried I was about so that, worried right? about the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like you know, he you had, only focused on he so had much. surgery and and vet appointment. Like I just didn't care because money's still coming in. It just wasn't yeah. like I wasn't being my normal self in the hustle aspect. I, I accepted that 2019 for me is going to be a little bit of a down year. And instead of all the this, the past eight years being up, 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 up. I'm going to accept this year is going to be a down year and then I'm going to regroup and make 2020 my bitch. But you're already like taking that break. It's not, I, it's only six months away, right? Five months away. But yeah. But I mean, I, I basically took the break cause I bought, you know, I usually was buying two motorcycles a month, every month at least. And I bought one bike in January and I didn't buy one until what's today, June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the beginning of June. So I took like a five month break basically wow. on, on hustle and that kind of stuff. But it, it doesn't matter, man. Like then like, I don't give a shit, you know, like I gave a shit about my dog. I went broke yeah. for my dog yeah, yeah. and just found a way to make it work again. Like I, I there's bigger things in life. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you, when you give so much a shit about something else, like I love hustling, yeah. don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not that money hungry. Like yeah. I would have done anything I could have. So 
basically taking the time, like I'm slowly going to get back to it. But like, you know, you, you go home and like, you think about your dog. Like I'm, once I go back home, like my house is so empty. It's just the two of us there. And I'm like, like, you know, he's greeting at the door every day, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just not there. So I have to remember that. And like, I just, as long as I keep myself busy, give it the time that it takes. Like when I was, you know, thought my world was ending in college when my girlfriend broke up with me mm-hmm. of, of one year We've all been there, that yeah. it was, you know, fucking lights out game over. Yeah. You know, it took, it took a long ass time and then you laugh about it later on. I'm not going to laugh about my dog dying, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to be able to appreciate that. I'm, I know myself enough to know where, like, I know I can like, all right, chill here instead of trying to hustle because if I'm trying to do something and my mind's not in it, not getting done yeah. or I'm going to fuck up. So will you get another dog down the road? If, if at all, it'll be a long time, but mm. I have to be well, not even healed from that, but in a position like schedule wise, like yeah. I, I, my big commitment training is a super important with it, with a dog. So mm. if I have to be gone 10 hours a day, why the fuck would I do that to a dog? Leave him in a cage all day. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. So we'll, we'll in the future, we'll figure that out. Garage sale flipping. Talk about that. Like I saw you were selling like basketball cards. Can you explain that? Because he doesn't understand that. You, you made dude, a lot of money doing that, let right? Let me tell you. I, I didn't how know many... that's a thing, dude. What do you mean? I don't understand it. I literally like. No, you're like basketball like cards. So... No, I I literally because I like he sells cum couches cards. on Facebook. I sell I sell furniture on my Facebook. Come come couches. I have like a four thousand cards. I literally sent them to a guy just to see if I could get value off him, like a real guy who like you know looks at cards and all that shit, just to try to make some side money. So I completely understand what he's doing. If you have a fucking stupid, not stupid, but if you have a card sitting there. You'd rather need cash at the time, well, and you get four hundred bucks for it. Why wouldn't you right, sell it on eBay? Right, right. But the thing about that is having that many cards is a problem because one, no one person wants to go through all your exactly. cards. Exactly. Oh like, no, you, I know. You I literally have. To, well, I literally have to take the them f- out singularly and then figure out from there, right. And go one by one and sell them one by one because the majority, thirty eight hundred of them are going to be fucking worthless, exactly. right? So and they are. unless people are buying sets, and you might get but, scammed. They act like it's worthless when it's a lot money. The, the thing that I I loved about it is. So so many people hit me up on social media once I was posting about it. And I wasn't posting to brag about the money. I was posting to motivate people to say, I just sold a thousand dollars of the basketball you cards bring that, it back. that yeah, were yeah. sitting in my fucking closet. And I've had those cards for 20 years oh, yeah. from when I was in, you know, uh, fifth grade, whatever, when I was collect- collecting basketball cards and, um, you know, just like, Hey, you could do this. And one of my buddies is like, sends me a video in his shed. Like, Oh, I got all this shit. I'm like, I'm taking down all this memorabilia, all this shit. So I was like, dude, do it, man. Like this is, there's no better time than now. People are like, Oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then you wait. And then it's 30 years later. And then the shit's broken or something happens or you move, you lose it, whatever. Yeah. I've waited long enough. Plus my, I got shit from like the sixties, like baseball cards from like the it's six, a, it's 70s, like sixties. Some, some stuff is like, you would think has super value and then doesn't, and then vice versa. Right. You, so yeah, I saw you sold one for $400, right? Yeah, I actually there's got to be some crazy ass fans out so there. So actually, one of the cards that I sold when I was when I was getting my license when I was 17 was a, a rare one of 100 Michael Jordan cards. I didn't even and know you were in, big like that with Jesus. basketball. In 2005, I sold the this is fucked up, it's so true though. I Uh-oh. sold the card for $500, right? So that was a lot of money. I I, I used it to buy a fucking exhaust for my Subaru. Right? <laughs> like I was like fuck it, you know, my car, you know. Circuit City. That days. card right now is worth over $12,000. Fucked up. Damn. Yeah. You, is that a, a rookie Jordan card? No, it's not even a rookie oh, Jordan card. It's a Playmakers Christ. Theater, and it was it was serialized one out of a hundred. I had number sixty six out of a hundred, and uh, it, I had it professionally graded. Sent it out, so it was in a sealed case. You couldn't open it, and that, that kind of stuff. Sold on eBay. You know, I was a kid. I didn't I didn't give a shit. Yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't think, realize yeah. how hard the market is for memorabilia. I don't even know if that memorabilia. Yeah, I guess it is. But I sold like 
Sharif Adu Rahim cards, like guys that weren't like top dogs yeah. in the day, but like limited edition stuff. But I had some Kobe cards that that I knew were worth. Is limited edition or first edition sometimes was more important. I thought like some of the stuff I thought like, oh, this card be worth twenty bucks and sells yeah. for like one hundred seventy five. Yeah. All I did was put it at two dollars starting and let it ride. Get and the yeah. fuck out of here. Every really? card, yeah. every single card, did not put a buy now on it. And then like a Dennis Rodman card, somebody offered me like I sold it for like one hundred thirty five bucks because I didn't know. And then somebody's like, I'll give you two fifty for it. I was like, fuck. Hmm. So I canceled the 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 auction or whatever and relisted it and it went higher than that. I got like I think I got like three hundred. That's for wild. Yeah, you gotta start. You never think solos. about basketball. It's very popular uh, worldwide and a lot of the baseball Dude, stuff was mass produced. Was fucking like nineties and the baseballs nineties cards are mass produced. Dude, and I don't not get, even I don't a give lot. a fuck what it is. If I know I can get it for little or nothing and make money on it, I fucking love it. So yeah. the 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 time that you have to put people are like, oh, can you sell mine? No, the fuck I can't unless I'm taking fifty percent of it because you yeah. know what I had to do research every single individual card and I looked up over a hundred cards and that alone took me you know between working full time and all that like a week's worth of work and deal with the so, bidding, shipping and I'm right and all yeah like all, all the other stuff that I'm good with like once you make the listing it, right it's easy but yeah. like l- looking all the shit up and all that stuff but once it's done, it's done. And uh, like, I collected really quick. I sold like a bunch of those cards in like 10 days. Yeah, that's Damn. crazy because usually they tell you it takes like months or years to sell, to sell the stuff you need to sell. Why do you think like Gary yeah. Vee is still doing garage sales? And that's all I was going to to like fucking I, five garage sales a weekend and goes I, and buys it and flips I them. Think, I think it's mainly for the, the content, content because he he's saying he's selling them and shit. Or yeah, but is. he's really, who's, he's not even putting them on eBay himself. He's having somebody else do it. So he's paying somebody to sell yeah, fucking he's tchotchkes, so right? Like little stuffed animals or this or that or pins or whatever. <laughs> right. But like he might, he might truly get off on that stuff, but like somebody else is selling it for him. So he's not truly doing the action mm-hmm. right. or he's saying he's buying that kind of stuff for him. Like, you know, in his office, he has all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I can, I, like whatever, whatever's your thing. But like when you're, when you're Gary V, are you really selling a $17 cabbage patch kid yeah, on yeah. eBay? you know and like enjoying that that you paid four dollars for it he sounded like my dad like my dad would get his rocks off literally my dad is a dumpster diver he's gone to <laughs> bye bye baby and all these other he's gotten like chased out by cops and security whatever <laughs> dude he's like he's like i got this 200 hundred dollar fucking baby fucking thing or whatever my, that my sister that my sister's using stroller it was not even a stroller it's like a like a little like carrier shaker thing that the baby like lays in right it's like brand new they throw it out as like the box is damaged or whatever my dad's gotten tons of toys. Like, your niece's favorite toys are the ones I got out of the dumpster. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you just rub it down on PRL, right? Yeah. But my dad's like super OCD. So like clean like a $4 piece of plastic for like an hour to make it right. But <laughs> dude, my dad gets off on that stuff. If you want to talk to somebody, yeah. he's like, I went to a estate sale. <laughs> I paid $2 for this. I'll see and I wedding. sold it for 50 or 100 or whatever. And I'm like, that's great. It just doesn't do it for me because that only works on a mass scale. So like to make to spend the same time to make twenty dollars on an item that I could list and sell it for five hundred thousand dollars or whatever, right. but mine's more specific. His yeah. is not. It's just you're still spending the same amount of time, so you got to maximize the potential money you can make. Like I get it. Like you paid nothing for something, you sold it for ten dollars, but it's only ten dollars. So unless you're doing that a thousand times, then it's like okay, it's cool, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, how do you find like? Do you, I know you like Gary Vee? Like, what's the best advice you learned from him? And also, how do you like not fuck with a lot of these motivational people? Because you said Gary Vee is cool, but there's some people who you think aren't that legit, even though they are legit on social media. Um, I think it's the the mannerism in which he talks and he's so authentic in himself that like you could think of something to say and you can't formulate it right. But then you hear him say it and you say, click, that's it. That's the thing Mm -hmm. that he said that I thought, but I can't, I can't form the right sentences to say what I feel. And that's what I think 
more than advice or anything, it's the way he hits you with it, yeah. not what he hits you with necessarily. I mean, and he's co-signed by a lot of people who are I, cool. Oh, I mean, you know, dude, like Nipsey Hustle, R.I.P. Like, yeah, I mean, he knows people in the hip hop industry. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, he knows fucking everybody, and it's cool that he's like diverse in that sense, right? Like, you wouldn't think that he'd fuck with Nipsey Hustle, was like close to him, or about to do some business with him, yeah, and all that wild. kind of stuff. But and like shed tears when he passed away. Like you never think like Gary Vee was like in the culture like that, and he is. Yeah, I mean, and and that's great for him. I mean, he's he grew up, in, I guess you know kind of hood you know mm-hmm. didn't have anything that and i think that brings a lot of character with you like my yeah. my dad came over from cuba and didn't know shit and lived across the hudson river that's you know wild. in a small little city block i think that's where my dad got most of his like street smarts from you know what do you um what do you think of competitive advantages and like why can't a company be copied do you think like what ma- what makes you different what makes people different like everybody can be copied that's what i was thinking because like doing podcasts there's so many the difference you know, you know what i mean like the difference is the details it's like fucking supreme like how do you have a competitive advantage towards other people like my thing is i'm so fucking detailed in what i do so like all right perfect example we're talking about my business specifically ocd over here yeah oh yeah i'm gonna get you so (laughs) motorcycle business wise right you got the large-scale guys that are buying wrecked bikes all this kind of shit and just taking them apart and selling shit so one they don't even clean the parts right I take my time. They get all hand clean they get pressure washed the engines get clean they look almost new all that kind of stuff but on top of that you don't think about this, but so if something gets put together, right? You got all these screws and washers and mm-hmm. this and that and shit. Like when you buy these parts online, they just throw throwing you the part. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. take all the hardware specifically for that specific part and you get it for free. So when you go to buy that screw or that bolt from Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, oh, yeah, it's like a dollar to $2 a bolt. So if you have to buy a whole bolt kit for a bike, it's like a couple hundred bucks. So you don't realize, like, I don't really tell you that, but when you get it, it's a surprise and delight kind of thing. My business card's in there, has my email, phone number, all that shit on there. So they see it as more catered. I use brand new boxes, brand new packaging. I don't need to, but I spend the money because it looks way more professional. Yeah, and the little things like that will get people coming Little back. things add up, little details. Like, like that. that's, that's it, though. And these big businesses, they have to churn out so many bikes that the detail means nothing to them. Mm. They're, they're about the volume. So mm. I'm a little bit in between. I'm, I, like I was telling Mike, I was like, I'm more boutique in the sense of like, I'll buy the nicer shit that you're going to spend a little bit more money on, yeah. but I don't have to work because it's good quality shit. Right. That's it. What were you going to say about Supreme? Like somebody like Supreme where like, okay, they're, they're like, why couldn't Supreme be copied? Like, where did they get off? Like it's like being a basic able, white t-shirt with a Supreme logo. Where did they get off? Well, for like $300. Let's fucking talk Yeezy, right? But is it because it's it Kanye West? looks like homeless West? man clothes. Yeah, it's like, because of the image and I, the brand. I'm, I, if I had $2 million to throw away right now, you still wouldn't catch me wearing Yeezys. They're ugly. I know. I just, it's just not my style. Like mm. that shoe style doesn't, doesn't appease me. So anybody that likes it for the shoe style, cool, but everyone's buying it for the clout, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. check out my, my Yeezy boost. Like, yeah. Cool, you look like a fucking jalopy to me. Gary V said that shit won't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter, right? Like you're buying that shit for who? Like, got, who are you yeah. impressing? The, the kid that you work with that you don't even like? like I actually had a about? friend who his baby mom. He has a sugar mama. He's like he dates an older woman. She got him a ten thousand dollar Cuban link chain, Jesus. and then he actually took it back and bought a camera. And now he's gonna film <laughs> underground rappers because he likes <laughs> he likes battle rapping. So I was like, that's a good thing to do. Like why? You don't what fuck the possession. Why does he have chain, baby you know mama I mean? buying him ten thousand dollars? I don't know. I need that. Match.com gets wild. Really? Yeah. I mean, but that that's that's smart though. Some weird shit going on over there. To me, like clothes don't matter. I like cheap clothes because I like plain shit. I like I, I swear to God, if I, I don't care how much money I have, I'd wear plain t shirts. I love them. Because if they get the small shrink, I just throw them out. Packs on does, camo. It doesn't say too much about you. They say right? the most successful people are usually wearing like nothing. Yeah, yeah, they're minimalist. Do you like minimalism? Yeah, or that in that sense, absolutely, because like 
I see you wearing a graphic t-shirt. It just screams too much about potentially who you are or are not. Right. And I don't care for that on the outside. Like what I will do is if I have the money to, I will buy a nice ass watch and I do like nice shoes, but I don't always wear nice shoes. Mm. Like, and my nice shoes sit in the closet and collect dust. So like, what the fuck's the point? Right. Like, and I'm not buying it to impress you. I like them when I want to wear them, right? Yeah. But then you, yeah, you, you never find the right occasion to do yeah, it. Yeah, you go out yeah, at a bar. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to wear them at a bar. I get you like I get anxiety that I'm gonna get stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can't do wear this. all my nice shoes like once a year. But like, j- just going back to like to being copied, like who the fuck couldn't be copied? Like Apple can be copied, right? But like, they are so huge. How could you even start unless you're already fucking Samsung yeah, or something? Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Supreme could be copied, but. How did that trend even start? I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you stand out as a podcaster, entertainment, or comedian? I was, Dude, I guess my that, point is. I, d- that there's so many. Pod, so podcasting is the vibe now, right? Like, mm-hmm. how long has podcast app and stuff been on iPhones and nobody's ever used that shit? Uh, in the past two, three years has been like a fucking major boom. Back in the day, Rogan and Tom Green were like the people who made it big, you know, Marin. before. And they were making the money on it. Now it's so saturated that everyone's doing well, it. Well, but if you don't have one, you're missing out. You know what but I mean? But it's consistent content. Like, one of my best friends, <laughs> fucking Walter is the shout out Walter. Yeah, Walter's a state trooper, right? But he's on injury leave. He got he had two foot surgeries, so he wow. he's a super hustler, man. This dude will buy car wheels and tires to to resell. He buys motorcycles to resell, buys cars. Damn. He even does candy machines, like puts them in tattoo shops, restaurants, his gym where he works out. He don't give a fuck. I heard candy machines, dude. <laughs> my man, and he's like, I don't cash it in until it's five hundred dollars in quarters. And you know how I know it's five hundred dollars? This bucket's filled, and that's five hundred dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, that's that's, that's cool, but like. You know, that kind of stuff, like, those are the kind of people that I fuck with, 100%. But, like, it just, I don't know. Do you get the creator vibe? Sorry to cut you off. Like, do you get, like, a lot of us aren't in it for the money, but, like, you're a money guy and you want to help creators out. Like, a lot of us are in it for just creating content, providing value, then making the money as we go along. Like, how do you help you, someone out like that? Like, like what's, like, you were telling me, like, you need more artwork for your podcast. Like, what, what, what advice do you have for someone building a brand? Because there's so many so, people doing it. So like, so staying consistent is is true to every aspect of every business, honestly, and uh, knowing when to evolve, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My, one of my college professors was like, "If you don't reevaluate your business model every three years as a business, you're gonna fail." Like, and, he, and this guy had written fucking textbooks, and, uh, and so I'm like, Very I true. always thought about something like that, and he's like, "If you work at somewhere for nine years and you can't become CEO, you'll never make it." Is as that CEO why you left Apple? No, because I would never try to be CEO. That you got, was, that's a good quote right there. That, like no, knowing that you want to shoot high and never actually get there, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah. But going back to my buddy Walter, what I was saying about consistency is this fucking guy is just out of nowhere is like, uh, I'm gonna do these hood food reviews. Like he, this this dude has like no shame at all. He takes his fucking GoPro and he finds like shitty ass restaurants in Charlotte. Like the first one he did was in the hood. It was called Golden Walk. It was a Chinese joint and it was like, you know, doing drug deals right outside and shit. Goes in there, orders food, and then just like talks. Like, you know, like sits in there, opens up, shows the food, shows the sanitary rating, all that kind of shit. And he's done like 15 episodes now. I'm like, the guy's gone from nobody watching to like, he get comments on his Facebook from his friends. Like, I look forward to this every week. And he has like 400 subscribers now from nothing. But like the dude's staying consistent. He's doing it one a week, That's every what matters. week, yeah. nonstop. And he's editing the videos himself and yeah. doing all that. Is so. it the quality that matters or the more consistency? Because like, would you rather put out something that's like okayly filmed or would you have it like professional? done and it would take longer are you going to want to watch something that's kind of shitty filmed you're going to say this is low budget but the thing is you said consistently matters so would you want consistently good really right like I'm not going to film something that's like kind of half assed from my phone like chop it together and then have somebody really help me put some dope shit together and then film it and then like what happened here? Did this guy pay somebody? Obviously, or so, you know, like so. In a way, you want to spend money to to you got to like make your money. You got to. I think I think it, it. I think it's I think it's 
kind of like a you know an even plane there with mm. like as you grow you spend more but yeah. definitely don't spend more than you can afford because then are you just faking it till you're making it no and then like say if you were like trying to edit everything and do all the work yourself that's really time consuming yeah but i mean it if depends on what where where you're trying to get with this like if you have 24 hours a day and you sleep six hours a day right like are you working eight hours a day and then what what do you do with the rest, right? Like, yeah. so there's no, like, and I can say it too, because there's a lot of times I come home and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm beat. And I know I got six hours worth of work to do and I'll do it over the next three days. But like, I could definitely do it in a night, right? Yeah. So the the part about like what you need to like be be seen, I, my opinion, I'm a fucking pro. I, I just know what I see and I see a lot of shit out there is nothing's going to appeal to me that's not well put together. Whether you have two views or two billion views, the difference is how- Two gonna, million. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever shows up on the search results first, right? Like, we're we're like the age of like rushing up oh, first video, boom, click, or like, oh, I saw a meme or whatever, click, like, yeah. Because it's good, it might not be up top mm-hmm. in any in anything, but like podcast too. Like, your friends have to start with helping you first because they're going to be like, dude, I love this fucking podcast, and then tell their friends and their friends and their friends. Don't you realize though? Someday ones don't give a fuck about what you do. They just like know you from where nope. they know you. Nobody gives a fuck about what I do. You know, you know what they care about? Well, you just said that your friends should help you. Isn't yeah, hard? Yeah, right. But they don't care about what you do. Like if they like it, they listen to it. But I'm saying like, you know when they're going to really give a shit? Is when you make it and yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I yeah. fucking went to high school with that yeah, dude, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah, we're all good. The people that barely knew you say they, they knew you. Yeah. When but you our day it. ones don't really listen. It's more like people who we barely know or like some good friends, but not but, like best friends because they know us so much. But that's kind of good too, though, because if you've been able to branch out past where like, you're, hey, go check out my podcast, send it to all your yeah. friends. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You Sometimes you'd rather you'd rather have new ears listening than someone you've known for Because it's, years. it's biased a little bit. And they're exactly. like, yeah, I know you. Or like, hey, you're, you're blowing smoke up your own ass about yeah, whatever. Why, or whatever. Well, yeah, why, 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 like we'll get a DM from a random person who like found us via Spotify. And be like, yo, you're fucking hilarious or whatever. recommendation. And that is better than like my buddy saying, oh, I finally listened to it. I've seen the episode posted a hundred times. Because it's authentic and they don't want to hurt your feelings. Exactly. You know, unless they're like me and I'll be like, dude, like it was okay. Like it's kind of yeah, boring. Like the first yeah. five minutes, like you got to, you know, yeah, I fast forward do that you know that kind of shit do you, do you like comment on like famous like bike company stuff like hey i could beat your pricing or like check this out because like <laughs> no. what, what worked in our weird way we we called out caller daddy and we like talked about them and we came up in the search results with them so everyone started listening to our podcast see that that's a see that's dope because that's like are you the, a fan of that you think is that's that going for clout that, though too kind of like isn't that yeah see the thing about that is is that's a whole nother fucking beast in itself right like you have to say you have to be on top of that and like i think it's kind of cheesy for me to be doing something so like I'm that so i'm cheesy he just no said. no no, no. It's, it's uh selling actual like bike i got parts from is a little it. different than just doing but, comedy but like but like, that kind of thing like how how in depth is that statement no matter what you'll say there in a fucking comment on a social media post right like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have your email I'm gonna call your business I'm gonna ask, ask for the business yeah, owner yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask for who I, makes the decisions because uh, right. the chances of somebody who makes the decisions running that social media are fucking slim okay I worded that I worded that badly basically when when someone's really famous I don't give a fuck I'll call them out if they're wrong they said that guys don't jerk off the nudes and I said you're fucking retarded they did nude pictures yeah yeah and that was I, the, I don't well oh shit dude does. Well, that's fucked up that's <laughs> fucked up it's what like, do you mean, girl is, it, is this like a... What are you um, talking about? If a girl sends you nudes, you what is it? off What is it? I love you, man, where he's, where he's getting married and he has to find a man, but he jerks off to his own fiancé's fucking picture in her bikini. Anyway, that was the main thing. Like We just talked about how uh, that some guys do jerk off to girls' nudes. And, uh, and then I talked about it and called him out and it just was in the search results. That's But that's dope. But like, did you did you think that was going to happen? That wasn't your goal, right? I mean, it would be nice, but it wasn't my goal. It's just like, I don't give a fuck if you're like Howard Stern famous or not famous at all. I'm going to speak my 
my opinion and talk about it. If I've been in the right mood, like fucking around on like World Star, like and it's like posting <laughs> about something like like Kim Kardashian, I'd be like, who get like who is this? Like who gives a flying fuck about this? Like at all? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian has another fucking surrogate baby? Like no? Like <laughs> some people are like oh yeah, I watch Keeping Up with Kardashians. Like I'm like cool. It. That's your fucking problem. Yeah. And then you're complaining after working forty hours a week because so fucking Sally's in fucking Bermuda with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you're fucking sitting here like <laughs> with your thumb up your ass and you know potato chip bag next to you. You know like do something about yeah. it instead of fucking watching oh. reality bullshit. What, right. what do you think about target markets? Like say you're like trying to get all the people who like bikes and whatnot but do you think it's okay to like cross promote into like a ufc audience like dude think about stuff fucking like that or hip-hop audience think about red bull everyone likes bikes you know yeah but like some of the best and biggest companies have cross-branded to things that you wouldn't like who the fuck is red bull is a fucking energy drink right yeah. right they're on everything oh yeah literally every kind of auto sport you can think of fucking surfing i don't even know some of these other things that are, that are happening mm-hmm. but like that's how you do it. It right? turns like, off some people though because they're like, we want your comedy or core audience of that and stuff and now all of a sudden you're interviewing so and so but it also brings awareness to your brand. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're interviewing, you're, you're a content creator, right? Like, yeah. you're, even for anything I'm saying though. But, what does it matter who you're interviewing if it's content, True, right? And, you, yeah. and you're asking, you're not like asking everybody like, how long have you been in the business? Like, what do you do? You know, like you're not asking the same thing every time. Like, yeah. I think it's fucking dope that you can interview porn stars and then a comedian and then a UFC fighter. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's we got a lot of, that's what I'm saying. We got a lot of UFC people listening after that. Yeah. And then like, they're not going to stay because we're not a UFC uh, like uh, yeah, but, focused podcast. But what though. the fuck, man? Do UFC people only listen to UFC stuff? No. no, no they, yeah, they probably like to laugh. Yeah, they Rogan, probably like, Rogan's funny. People Rogan's like to hear about sex and stuff. I'll talk all fucking day about that kind of shit. Doesn't mean I'm going to like create the content but i'll mm. i'll shoot the shit or i'll listen to it because i think it's funny like fucking howard stern cracks me up you know yeah well sometimes that'll sometimes i'll play you negatively though because in, in a fact where you would only maybe interview someone from a specific industry if you're trying to target a specific group of people like ufc fans but it's like right but then it's, yeah. then you see someone so massive as like a rogan who will yeah like you said literally interview a scientist and then a fucking basketball player whatever <laughs> and it's like completely different spectrum so you're gonna get yeah. people listening to him for specific guests who are interested in that topic if they're not listening to him for someone who they're not interested yeah, in. Go and you kind of want to make it a wraparound to like get somebody from every different angle. Add it on to that. And on YouTube, they say like, don't be like too like wild who you interview. Like they give examples of like, if you're a focused like bike page, use your bike content and don't like do other content. But uh, and just make a different page, people were saying. But, but, uh, but there's an argument for that too. I mean, is everybody trying to get like the most views and like get themselves out there or are they just doing it because they love it? Mm, like, right? True. You know, because yeah. then the latter, a, a, a lot of times it ends up working out because it's, you're doing what you love yeah, and, you, and people People feel the passion in it, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with diversifying the, the kind of interview setup. But you guys still do have to keep an audience, right? Exactly. Like, I still have to keep people interested in buying the same shit. So exactly. Like, I'm not changing the things that I sell. Sometimes, like the basketball cards, like that's not my business, but it's making me money. So whatever makes me money, right? right. Like, it's on eBay. Whether I'm selling a fucking sock or a motorcycle engine, you right. know, if it's making money, it's making money. So when it comes to content, I think that if you're not losing anybody by changing up who you interview. Fucking do it. Right. But, uh, the, but what about in like an instance where it's like you want to go harder on promotion and posting something out there if it's a bigger name that you're interviewing? Of course. Like you Mickey Gall I mean? was like for you. Like you Mickey Gall was like our big out. thing. Yeah. So we were trying to go really hard on that in terms of promotion, whatever. And then people will see that. And then the next week we're interviewing like, you know, somebody you don't know. So it's kind of like, like a that, drop though. off. And then it'll fluctuate. I, th- I think you bit. told me you like that too. Because I, I like, like, the I like realness. putting it all out. I don't give a fuck who it is. I like the realness of interviewing a huge name and then also like a local business. You know what I mean? I think that's real and authentic. It's, that's authentic as fuck because it's like a local business. What are you going to do? Get a 
million views. No, no. but like I'm trying some to help people, everyone. Yeah, yeah, but some people might want to listen. Just local but, views, even. But at the at the end of the day, like you have to keep people interested in whatever you're saying. So whether you're interviewing Mickey Gall, but then you're talking about fucking Fleshlight or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be entertaining, yeah. definitely. You know what Same I mean? I, th- I thought that was fucking great, dude. I'm like, yeah. dude, if everybody jumps on board and taking pictures of shit, like it's gonna put a smile on your face, whether whether you give a shit about sex toys yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. Like it's fucking funny. So oh, yeah. we had the have, Fleshlight ad, then uh, Mickey Gall interview, and then we put your we put your spot. Yeah, in there. You're in every episode. You know that? <laughs> no, you realize that? I appreciate. You're that. like the end of every episode. And people it's like him messing it up. And like all your information, your contact. Information. It's fucking These dudes got to shut up about this fucking bike guy. And I want somebody to buy something and be like, I heard it on Keep I got to get that to happen. I might have to Keep make it. a fake account and do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bought it because I listened to Keep It Basement podcast. Yeah, hell yeah. So I actually heard, like, you know, social media influencers. You're not huge on social media, but I heard that people are starting to realize that social media influencers aren't as influential as they say they are because a lot of their fans won't buy shit and also they have fake followers. Someone told me that who owns a business. We're saying that there's a trend now that social media influencers aren't as big as you think they are. I mean, I, I don't know I, if you agree or disagree. But think, think about it, man. Like, you're seeing the highlight reel, right? Like, exactly, on, social on, media. I, I don't give a fuck who you are because there's not all good. I mean, some people post, like, shit. Like, I mean, like, I posted my dog died, like, you know, and mm-hmm. like, I, and most people are posting positive or like happy shit or things they want to show off without showing off, like places they've been, things they bought, yeah. right. things they have, or things they're doing, people they're meeting, that kind of stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, even if you're the biggest name in whatever, you still got shit going on. Right. I mean, exactly. like That's real. famous people that have tons of money. They kill themselves. Like happiness is key. Right. So like you could be posting all the shit, but there was an, a documentary on, um, Netflix. Was it? You, is that, that the thing you told me about? It was, it was about like influencers and it was like, the black um, mirror thing. The, no, 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 no oh, not black mirror. It, Paris Hilton was on it in the, yeah. the oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Dude, what was his name? Kirill. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kirill was here. He, I like, watched that. It was so he's like good. literally, he's like literally nobody gives a called? fuck about me. They just want to say they partied with me and have pictures with me. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm fucking drained. And Paris Hilton was like, I mean, she's being a little bit of a princess. And the lifestyle's fucking She's got almost a billion dollar fucking empire with, she's, you know, she got smart. She used the name and all that stuff. But like, she's like, sometimes it's so lonely. And I'm like, I kind of would take that. The American from where, meme. From right? where, yeah, yeah. That's what the fuck yeah, it is. The really, fat Jewish was on that. Dude, the most, really in, the most pictured bottle of fucking rose. Like, dude, the Kirill the the like, interviews were the most entertaining. Part. I took something out of that. They were saying that, even Gary Vee was saying, I think it was like, you could take somebody's huge following, but it doesn't matter, but they need to bring a product to their name, like that like that rosé or whatever. But that's what he fucking capitalized. Dude, yeah. you could be you a fucking meme creator. Who gives a shit? And like yeah. People are like, oh, copy shit, but do they ever know you made it? No. Like, yeah. And you get nothing from it? You have so to have a product with your name. he capitalized very quickly. He was one of the first like big names. Like, do you follow the fat Jewish? Or like, fuck Jerry was the other one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like earlier yeah, on. Yeah. And, and now that he's capitalized, dude, the, the dude's set. Like, What's just going to stop selling? No, people mm-hmm. are just going to buy rosé and it's not like that expensive. It's mm-hmm. in a good price point and it's at tons of big parties and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, you don't see anything wrong with I that. I think Gary Vee's right? got something with that. See anything wrong with that? Capitalizing while you can. I mean, one of my friends that I worked with when I was at Apple, she was uh, on like a fitness journey. She lost like 70 pounds over a course of a year just working out and like sharing her story, like showing like her true self, like right. when she was fully overweight and all that kind of stuff. And the girl's got 62,000 followers working at the Apple store and would not sell anything of anybody. She's like, if I don't believe in it, I'm not using it. I'm not going to sell out. And I was like, I was, I was telling her, I was like, you should be doing this. You're not really selling out. You're capitalizing on what you've built for yourself. Mm-hmm. She has no fake followers. It's all organic. Wow. She's a real person. She's not like bullshit. Like, look at me. I'm wearing this fucking Lululemon top. Like go shop Lululemon. Yeah. But like she uses workout supplements and this and that or whatever. I'm like, holler at them they would definitely throw you a bone Mm -hmm. but some people just don't see it that way so it depends on where you guys are going with this Mm -hmm. you know like 
that if you had 62,000 followers right now, wouldn't you be reaching out to a little bit more companies and asking for a little bit more? Exactly. Right? You have more, yeah, you have more buying power. Even, right? even more, the more, more leverage. Up, they'll reach out to you. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but how many of you are out there that have half a million and under, you're right? Like followers wise, like mm-hmm. there's, there's endless supply of people mm-hmm. like that. And then I, they say the 10,000 thing is huge. I told you about that. The yeah, swipe, the swipe up. up yeah, and have people are buying t- fake followers to get to 10,000 and can swipe up. That's not fair. That's oh, fucking yeah, bullshit. Well, what buying, is that, what does that cost the, you? I don't even know. Or like, they're buying the verified blue checks. You could buy those? Yeah. Someone I, someone told me, they're like, why don't you just which, buy 10,000 followers and you could have to swipe up? Because apparently, like with the algorithm, it helps so much where people are too lazy to look at your stuff, but the swipe up, they'll actually look and it counts as a play. Right. I asked, uh, I, I hate name dropping, but I I, 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 know some, I know somebody that's, him and his wife are, are certified. And I asked him because I have no shame. Wait, in are him. you are you talking about the race car drivers? Because yeah. I was going to talk about how you help race car drivers yeah. fix computers. Yeah, professional race shout, car drivers. Shout out to shout out to Kyle Bush, number eighteen. <laughs> no. Really? But no, his uh, him good. and his wife. And I was like, I was like, I, I always shoot the shit when I when I talk to them. I'm like, so what's it take for you guys to get verified? He said, a lot of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you got to know his, somebody. His wife was like, a lot. Wait, so, he couldn't get verified as a bro, professional race car driver. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get in depth about. There's it, someone like, we interviewed, like legit. Sean Kelly. Like, he could get people verified. See, that's what I'm saying. That could have been that million follower kid that hit me up. Like, have this backdoor way to well, get yeah, verified. Yeah. Someone asked me. They, they, they tried badge. to. Doesn't that they just told negate me. everything to begin with? Like that. that some three million dollar person. But if you never heard of him, it's not think, Kevin Hart. Hey, he could have bought it. Think about everything else that we have loopholes for in the world, right? Though, like, why wouldn't that be the case? Like, that's the thing. Is like, be cool on Instagram, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's find the loopholes. There's plenty of people that are smart enough to fucking figure that shit out. I'm sure. But you. Yeah. find the loophole if they're buying fake followers or they're not real as I said they are Charlemagne's always right you check their Facebook and their numbers don't add up Twitter there's always something if you're like like 15 million on Instagram and like like tw- like ten thousand on Twitter, you know it's all fucking phony. Uh, unless you're not paying it across the board. Yeah, like right. it all it's all it should all be like around the same thing. He was saying if you're real. I paid for you know? um on Facebook years ago before Instagram was even a thing for my business. Um, like I paid ads? for like ads. Did it work? And it got likes, but like. The, I got like a seven thousand likes or something like mm. that over the course of like a very short period of time, right. and then like I stopped. It was it's been years and it's dropped down like a few hundred. But like I don't even know where they're from. Like or like I don't get that many likes on my Facebook. So I, at the end of the day, I don't care. It's truly just like a like a shopping window, so you can just see what's there. Would you pay That's for Instagram ads now? Because n- now I heard they hide your content if you don't pay for ads. You never you're never gonna get the bottom of that Instagram. You know, like because you know how the sponsor post it says it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would pay. If I was brick and mortar, because then I have more of a reason to get local people to come right. to me. But gotcha. I'm online based, so I mm. there's no reason for me to spend that money when it it might equate to a sale or two. But like, I mean, let's talk. We're gonna talk a couple hundred dollars to spend on that. So it's just, it, I I don't think it's worth it for me. I could always try it out and just see, but like, I just don't care right now. I mean, the it. whole thing is you don't want to be doing it or give a fuck about Instagram followers and whatever. Like, we literally don't care. It's just just to get some of those people who don't listen to or know anything to the people on the end, give you a know fuck what I mean? or on the least, fence or yeah people who are like mm, or who are you guys like not just us I'm saying anybody younger you generation can, especially looks, like a 12 year old or a 13 year old you see generation. a blue check and then you know it's like oh game over well like well, they shouldn't like, listen it's anyway. like driving a fucking <laughs> uh, a rented exotic car right like everyone thinks you're the shit while you're driving it and then you yeah. return it two hours rappers later do and that. pay fucking a thousand well rappers do that when they go to other places and they want to drive a nice car I don't knock them for that Justin Bieber fucking Jesus but like you know I don't give a about that. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's all it is, is is a fucking window to saying, like, oh, look at me. I look like I have a lot, but then you see 50, li- 50 likes or whatever. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that shit at the end of the day, if that's what cares. keeps you up at night, Who like, cares? you're not doing it right, man. Like, what are you doing with your life? If you want to be a hustler, an entrepreneur, an innovator, an influencer, or whatever the fuck, like, 
what are you doing? Are you making an impact in your community and society? Mm. What are you selling? What are you doing? What are you offering? Because if you're just about like, let me post this to see how many likes I get. And if I don't get enough, I'm going to delete it. Right. Like that's the wrong way to go about it. I just don't give a fuck if I get likes, I get likes, but from my business versus personal, like my personal is private. So mm-hmm. I really don't give a shit. And you got a great product anyway. So if someone, you know, rolls the dice and comes and gets a product from you and it works out with all those little intricacies that you put in there that shows how much you care. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to be like, Hey, I don't give a fuck. This is good. And I'm going to come back. Like I've had like dealerships, like the real deal dealerships that like can get brand new parts from the manufacturer, right. buy shit from me because they can't get it for that price. Like, Guys blow up their motors and stuff and need it, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, wow. this is we recorded sixteen thousand dollars. Yours is four thousand, because it's nice. just like you put things together in pieces and the many like the dealer, you, your car dealer, right? Like you fuck your wheel up, you need to go to get a new wheel. It's seven hundred dollars. You go on eBay, it's one hundred and fifty. Boom, and it's like like new, you know. How do you win someone over who's like, ah, you're not a big, you're not a huge name, you're not a big corporation. I don't know if I should trust you. Because like there's people who are are shady and, and do business. I say know? go on my eBay and see that I've been on eBay over 15 years with 100 percent feedback Boom. and not a single bad thing said. And every page that eBay. I could be listed on, <laughs> everywhere that I'm listed has good ad? reviews. <laughs> oh yeah, and how do you feel about people like you were saying who just focus solely on social media before their business is actually even like verified or actually legit? Like I know it's different for like people who want to be social media famous, but like say if you're a business, well even if you're a comedian, I feel like you need to be good at the art first. But everyone's saying exposure is more important than the talent. They care more about looking cool and being cool than the actual product of growing a business, hands down. But you did say like that you have to present yourself like a real legit business too, though. So so is there a balance between that? I'm, I'm I mean, I just, I, I don't believe in trying to look better than you are. Like, I don't, like if somebody asked me like how I'm doing, Mediator. I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, in the last few months, like everybody that's asked me, I'm like, bike business is slowed down, man. I'm not like, oh, you bought a new truck and like, this. I'm like, yeah, like it's because I needed it, like mm. whatever. Like, you know, I buy shit to resell. Like you see a nice motorcycle or a BMW or whatever the fuck. And I, I don't give a shit. If it makes me money, that's cool. But like people see that as like, oh shit, you you know, you must be do I see you doing well with the bike stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's, it does well. It's up and down. That's why I have a full-time job that's too. Everything, yeah. You know what I mean? So like consistency is key for me and money. I like money coming in every two weeks. Is it passion or profit? Because you talk about how you love money and it's like, I don't you, love you mo- might leave the fucking uh, industry you're in and do something else down the line. It's like, do you love the industry I don't, or is it money motivated? I don't, I don't know because I don't say I love money, but like, yeah, money makes it a lot easier to like make simple decisions and like have a little bit of freedom I agree with, with, you there, with yeah. stuff but like if someone's like oh I, I just fucking hate money show me where that's proof right mm-hmm. like do you give your shit away do you work for free do you do this because you're passionate about it I'm not like Mark I'm, Norman question I'm passionate about owning my own shit and working at my own pace and being my own boss I'm definitely passionate about that but it could be in something else. The motorcycle thing is just, I'm good at it. I know it very well, so I'm going to stay to it. If I don't know something very well, I'm probably going to back out because that's what people do. They're like, I see a brewery pop up. I'm going to open a fucking brewery uh, because I'm a contractor and I know how to build shit. Right. You open a brewery and then it fucking falls apart because you don't know shit about making beer. You, you hire the wrong people or whatever. You need to know your craft or your brand or you, whatever product it is that you're selling. So Also, the money you're coming in from your, your real gig or your real job could just be facilitating towards your business yeah yeah so i separate i separate it so like told me this is very important that i think a lot of people should do that they don't is no matter how you get your money for me i get money two ways at least right so full-time job and a business the business money is not my money is not to be touched to go buy myself a fucking table at a bar i don't own that 
it's my business's money. It's solely used to buy things that will make the business money. So if it's not buying a motorcycle, buying a car, or whatever it is, that money's not. It's getting, only reused for the business. You don't invest it. it. You don't it's do a it. separate account. I do, I don't pay. I only pay motorcycle business related bills yeah. with it. So like eBay fees, all that kind of stuff comes out of there. My credit card attached to it's only for gas and anything related to that kind of stuff. So are you completely by yourself for the business? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, I mean, like, I source out, like, one of my friends drives for me when I, yeah. bikes are far away because I just don't like driving that far. So yeah. I, I pay him and he uses my truck and whatever. But that's what people make a mistake financially is I, I'm, I'm shocked. And I, I, I probably will offend some people with this, but I don't no, really I give like a fuck. This. But we don't get a like, I'm shocked that people I know live paycheck to paycheck. It's, it's, scary. it's I'm like, tough out I'm here, like but, like, I got friends that are fucking almost 40 and shit and, like, older people, like, you don't gotta, learn it in school. I gotta wait till I get paid. You don't. Like, you don't learn it in school, though. That's literally know, everyone. Dude, never, like, and not, never every college class. And you know what my, You know what, You know what my advice to people is, and where people get fuck up is, oh, I got credit cards. Cool, that's great for you. Fucking, I don't give a shit. You use your credit card. I don't use a debit card, at all. Right. This is solely you. Like, this is solely what I tell people so that they can build their credit and be smart and not fuck themselves. You only use your credit card to buy everything. If you cannot afford it, if it's not in your checking account where you can transfer the money at that moment, you cannot buy it, period. Mm. I don't give a shit what it is. Shit does happen, right? Like random expenses come up or bills come up, right? You got to put it on there. I understand that, but not for, oh, I'm going to shop and then I'm going to pay for it when I get paid in two weeks or whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. People are like, oh, well, it's cool. I just, you know, I'll I'll chip away at it next month. or My friends are like, yeah, I got to pay off my credit card debt for it. I'm like... I got fucking student loans that I got to pay off. I refinance and do all that shit. That's different kind of debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the amount of people that don't even have the stability to like, oh, I can ball out Friday, Saturday, and then I have to eat like shit. And I'm like, you're 30 years old. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, like that, that to me is a crazy concept because I was, I moved back down in here in 2011 for good. And I mean, down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte? And I, I never forget Charlotte, because- Charlotte. I graduated college in 2010. I went back home because I didn't know what else to do. So I worked for a year with two or three jobs. Did you think college was useless? Quick question. Uh, yes, in a lot of aspects. But the the reason that college existed for me, and this might not be for everybody, is the experience. Yeah. Is life experience. Mm. Being away from family, growing up, having to deal with shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like school, like learning about fucking East, Western culture, this, whatever, reading this book means nothing. Yeah, to we yet. never learned about not living pay to, I, paycheck to paycheck in college. Right. And I could ba- and I can barely read through a whole book. I, I my attention is just not there, but yeah. I got and I got by the with book, no problem. I can't get through a sentence. You, right. So my my thing for for people is if it's right for you, do it. Like, right? Like if you're a good good at fucking book smarts like i have plenty of friends that are fucking geniuses book shit and then they're like um so i'm thinking about leasing a car and i'm like how do you not fucking understand the simple science behind like what you should and should i don't think everyone's good like you with finances like like you don't understand like the creative types how about the dream chasers but where'd i get it from Nobody fucking taught me. I, I, I guess the school of hard knocks, like they say. No, I mean, I, or you g- I grew took up the time f- to fucking look into it. I grew up super point. fucking privileged, dude. Like, you know, it, it, it didn't make a difference for me because my dad was always like, I'm not just going to give you this. You want this? Like, he did guess, spoil me, but I had to fucking work for I it. I guess working for it. I don't know. Or learning it yourself for being a businessman. I believe that there should be a fucking school that, like, I, a kid that, that works for me did not know how to write a check and he was 24 years old. I was like, you need to bring, the, you know, bring these parts to this guy and write a check. And he's like, what do I put on it? 
I was like, what? The amount. <laughs> so, I mean, like shit like that. And like what just being financially smart with everything. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like. There's no book you read or anything. It's just learning from all. No, I don't read. I don't read books. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't read books, honestly. Do like, you invest at all? No, I won't. I would love to, but it, like I said earlier, if I don't know it well, I'll stay out of it. So oh, like yeah, my friends like, oh, I put money in fucking Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, you bought my buddy Walter bought Bitcoin at fucking sixty four hundred. It went down to thirty five hundred. Then went back. I'm like, I don't need that. Like I'll put something in a more sure things, but I would like to. I'd like yeah. to put a fucking chunk of money away for yeah. something and and do nothing with it, and then you know obviously let it grow. But yeah. that's not always see i like getting your perspective because it's funny because you're like you know creative stuff you're funny and everything like that but you like you're really good with finances and business and stuff and it's good to get your perspective because there's people who listen who are like comedians or like people who are like literally struggling paycheck to paycheck like you said and they're trying to chase a dream what's your philosophy on that whole thing like are you just like fuck that do what makes you money yeah but or is it like you got to like have a time limit but you're not you john gold like you said yeah but i mean dude like do you want to live in your parents house till you're 50 do you want to <laughs> do you want to like are you okay with eating shitty and just being going going after your passion like people that are teachers some people that make bare minimum but they're so passionate about teaching others mm-hmm. they'll go their whole life Jesus. like that so are you like passionate about the content or are you passionate about the content but you really yeah. want to make the money to be like, passionate like schultz was it? saying he lived off five dollars a day because he was privileged and he lived with his yeah. parents and he was like he finally made it, and it took a while. He's a comedian. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I I saw him on your on your side. I've seen him. Where have I seen him? Guy, Guy code, code on MTV two, uh, Charlemagne podcast, and also Sebastian Maniscalco was a fucking waiter in his like four in his thirties. Yeah, I mean, you know? dude, you can't just be like, oh, like you know, go after the money because then you're like, exactly, you're That's like being a, you're, you're being a fucking waiter to then be a comedian, and then like it's you're a professional comedian, but then people see you waiting tables and like, what's going on here? Right. You know, but like you, you get broke all the time you, as a comedian. If you truly don't give a fuck then you'll make a joke out of your job mm-hmm. when you're at your job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or, yeah. or whatever it is. But like, I don't think that people should struggle to, to have their passion unless they're privileged, right? Like, well, hey, yeah, my, I can travel the fucking world because uh, mommy and daddy's dime or whatever. A lot of comedians have done that. They already have money. But yeah. I mean, like, uh, fucking Pete Holmes. I watched that show crashing on HBO. Yeah, right? Like, show. Like, good show, right? He was working at Cold Very Stone unrealistic, but very ma- well-made show. He worked show. at Cold Stone <laughs> Extremely unrealistic. And everyone was blowing that show, and I was like, it's the most well, see, unrealistic I, show I've I ever don't, seen. I don't know the culture, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not, like, always going to comedy shows and this and that, but, like, I, I like I said in the beginning, I was like, I would, I give credit to everybody that gets on stage and mm-hmm. fucking... Me too. ...gives the... They're all to 100 people, 50 people, 200 people. I don't give a fuck what it is. Like Three people. That's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, they're not it, in it for the money. He was saying that comedians, to live healthy, they would want a 40,000 year and just be a comedian for 40K a year. That's me. Some people and, can't do that. And, and, a lot of, and a lot of comedians have greater success than that, mm. I'm sure. But like, who are the famous comedians that are, are like well-known that are only making 40 grand a year? No. I don't know, but... If I if you it's it's no hurt. there's probably some right is it like a, you like a, does that make you no, like no. a well, you like probably a, know him he wouldn't so know. Like no, no no it's strictly, strictly level. not known because you know how many there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of thousands of comedians out there that you don't know but they do make their living off comedy so they obviously don't make that much they're you but know, you don't know the, them they're cruise ship comics or they're on the road you never yeah, yeah. they're not on TV whatever but it's just to not forty thousand is a number it's just to. Uh, Literally, only ha- do that as your job. You don't have to worry. You don't have to do something else. Right, but I mean, a guy like to, you with like finances, you're rent, like, what the fuck? Just I can't to pay do rent that. And eat, you know, just to pay rent. You might and survive in Charlotte with that, but you can't like, survive you know, in New Jersey. 
Yeah, I mean, but like, are you? Would you be okay in any not in any job? Like, no. But I'm saying, like, traveling all the time, not being home. Like, I would never consider that because of the, I had a dog, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but like, you have to be <laughs> grounded somewhere. And if you don't give a shit and like about being home or ever coming back for any reason, well, a perk than, is you get to travel see the world. Yeah, but say. that that's what I'm saying. It's a balance, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'd like to travel, but like, I wouldn't want to do it every week. Yeah, and how about Same. these? How about these yeah. guys who are fucking YouTubers making like four hundred thousand dollars when they're technically comedians, but they're not going and doing stand up. They're Dude. sitting in a basement on their computer making tons of fucking YouTube. money. YouTube is amazing. I mean, like you know, you know what's a thing oh, in, yeah, the, in, the, it's YouTube, Instagram. It's what, in the in the car world. There's these fucking guys that just review other people, other rich people's cars, and they make a fucking killing on. It. I'm it's, like, it's a passion. I never really thought about it, but like you know, you got to start somewhere, right? But yeah. like a lot of them are grown ass men, so you know, it's it money's to be made on in every platform in any way. Whether you copy somebody or not, it's about like your consistency and what you're putting out there. That somebody's gonna be like, oh, let me watch, let me watch the next episode, right? Like, yeah. do people do you have that? Like, do you yeah. see a lot of? Con- do you see the followers that you have? Like that kind of shit to yeah. see people are f- watching the rest of your, you know, listening to the rest of your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people want more porn stuff, and it's not always the porn stuff, you know. But like, I try to. Be I think different. it's. I think the porn stuff's hilarious. I Pe- people hate it. on it. People so like it. Indians. Some people like it. What? So do Indians. Oh yeah, huge in India. Huge. The porn interview. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like the number two country that like follow. Like, if you go on any of our stuff. porn videos and look at the comments, it's wait, t- is, can't they oh, regulate horny. the internet or is that just China? I, no, I think they do regulate or just got internet on their phone. They're or horny, but they know. like the they like the feet shit. Yeah, but but then they're barred to having to marry the whoever. So they they, can, they, you know. they comment weird shit. They think I, one of them thought I was the porn star. They're like, can you help me get in touch with Julia and some guy? <laughs> one guy wants us to use the flashlight live on the podcast. Really? I think yeah. that man was an African American guy. Just kidding, though. From America. Still. I mean, but like that's. I think that like when when that's when it, like at first like like I thought about. It, I would tell people, I'm like, dude, this kid I went to high school with, he's fucking. He cracks me up. He's so animated and stuff. But like, he's going to these he fucking porn conventions. And like that, I'm like, dude, I would fucking do that. But like, he's just like he. He's it's just the comedy aspect of it. It's not. But it's, it's like yeah, it's a creative concept. People, like people you gotta take the take the risk, star, like you said. Take yeah, the goddamn risk. Porn star and they get turned off. But it's really just to like entertain and make Why? them like. Still, and the questions, dude. He he asked fucking Ron Jeremy what his body count was, and dude was like, fuck off. <laughs> like you got like, mad. yo he still went in it for it you know like you gotta yeah. be ballsy enough just to ask the question if you get turned out who gives a shit I but. feel like that's oh, he's more ballsy than me with the porn stars I wonder They're what like his body fucking... count is though he, he's like I don't think that's a bad question to ask that's the girl said I felt like saying shut the fuck up I, I how's that a bad that. question to ask like who gives a shit like don't if you're a, a porn star, porn star yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah like you're get your your dick's getting run through I can get it but yeah. like at least like own it right yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I'm like a shy person and like kind of get nervous over things. But when I'm in like the heat of the moment, I'm like going in for yeah, it. Yeah, and that's why. And I see that in like I'm the like, porn interviews. Go, I'm like, I, I love it that Once he's just. Once you like, get me in, I'm just zoned in. I'm like, yeah. all right, we'll we'll get in here. No, we'll and I, entertainment I, first. I know, I know what you mean by that. But like, that's when I'm, like when I feel like on about stuff. Like when I'm in a group of people and I'm like, Tunnel vision. yeah, like you could just go. But then when you're not, like you're a little bit more drawn back. So. My main thing at this podcast because your dog passed away and you've been down on your business and stuff, but still doing well, is how do you get back in the tunnel vision mode? You know what I mean? I feel like everyone has highs and lows and life and that's what life is i just i'm i'm what i what i think is forcing yourself back into it and like just like a routine right like if you don't start working out the first of the year and do it for three weeks and to develop that habit or whatever you want to do you're probably not going to do it but like if you want to be a hustler you're fighting yourself then right because if you're down and this and that like who's who's bringing you up your friends like yeah you got this man like what is that at the end of the day like yeah you appreciate it i don't think motivation lasts either it's more like taking risks and just dude like i could feel good about something for a day and then i'm down for a week like lately you know right right before i switched jobs and did all this like i was at a super high i was like dude i sold fucking 
five cars, a motorcycle. And I'm like, dude, out of nowhere in like a month and a half. And I was like, holy shit, this is great. Like I wasn't even really trying, that wasn't even my goal and it just happened. So I felt good about that. And I was like, yeah, this is my motivation. And then a lot of shit started to shift. So I just like, kind of like took away that motivation. So now I'm like six, almost six months later now trying to figure out like, all right, punch yourself in the face. Like, let's fucking go. Let's get this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm off Saturdays and Sundays and, and nights after six o'clock. So I'm like, if I'm not, this is my, this is my problem. If I wasn't doing something after my 40 hours, I felt like I was a bum. Mm. So it's if I wasn't, do something. it's hard to do something after that. Lately, the way you said it? I come back home from work and I'm fucking drained, like physically and yeah. emotionally that I don't do anything, but then I still feel like shit about it. Right. Right. Cause I'm used to working 40 hours, 40, 45 hours yeah. at a full-time job coming home, working at least two hours a night. And then on the big days, then I'm doing 10 hour days, Saturdays and Sundays when I'm really busy. So I'm busy seven days a week and I feel great. That's the best I feel. When I feel accomplished, I get shit done. Yeah, That's when way. I'm fucking high, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, like you get in this rut and then you exactly. stay in the rut. Like I want to sleep in. I don't want to go out. I want, you know, all that kind of shit. And you, you become a fucking couch potato. Or, like, or me, I over plan and never take the action. And then once but, you don't do it, you're like, fuck, I didn't do it. And then you're in this rabbit hole of not doing shit. If I wrote down every fucking day, like this time next week, you know, fucking... Uh, go buy these amount of bikes, get uh, this much money in your bank account, like whatever it is, like mm-hmm. it means absolutely nothing because the only thing that matters is my actionable stuff. I get ADD though. I forget I have to have some type of I think I, I, I think people who write stuff down and it ends up working for them is because they have to write it down in order for them to get it because they'll go and remember. see the list and they'll be, and they'll be like, okay. So you know, you know the stuff that I have to write down is like, like shit I need from the store. Like I'll text it to yeah, myself yeah, yeah. or yeah, I'll yeah. put it in a note. I'll or put like, it in a note. Or like lately in the past year because my memory's been fucked lately is... I'll just tell my phone to remind me, like, remind me Friday at 630 that I, you have a haircut, like that yeah. kind of shit. Cause yeah. usually I'd be able to retain it a lot better. But I think when you go through something like more traumatic that like it kind of jogs you a little bit and like yeah, my memory's so definitely not been good, but like, and I'm you're not, focused on the, what you shouldn't be focused on. I'm not going to write down fucking goals and remind myself like every day, like be your best self when you wake up in the morning. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No meditation, know, or anything like that. No exercise. No, I, I mean, I trust me. I fucking need it. But like, get home from work and I'm like, my girlfriend might be like, let's go for a jog. And we're like, yeah, but we got to eat dinner first. And then we eat dinner and then we're tired and we get in bed and then that's it. I hear that. Or you know what I mean? Like yeah. then, then you just do it all over again. Right. So like it was when it's nice out, it's easier to like do that kind of shit. I would love to be able to be like, I need, to jog, a high. A mile. I need to jog a mile a day, every day, seven days a week. And boom, then there's seven miles done. And yeah. there's my cardio for the week or whatever. But you know, lately it's been like, fuck, eat whatever, just go through this process. And like, then deal with it once you're done, you know, but then you've kind of fall into it. So it, it it's a scary trap to fall into, but I'm on the verge of like accepting and moving forward, but not really moving forward because I haven't like, I'm not going to truly accept my dog's gone for a very, very long time, yeah, I got you. but I still need to pay the bills and I like feeling motivated when I'm doing my business related shit. So I'm going to, when I get back Sunday, I'm like, I got, all, I got, these wheels and tires picture. I got this whole bike. I got a clean picture, get online, do all this shit. So like I have a lot to do and it makes me feel good that I know I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah. And then when you do, like I say, if you do like three consistent things a day and you get in that momentum, you just want to keep doing it. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Obviously an off day happens, but you know, I wish I had the, the fucking time to be busy every day with We're the bike. Like, time management, like Jeez. buying a bike every, uh, I don't know if I'm good or bad. I'd I'd say he's awful. The worst person you'll ever say. Bad really? time management. I could be so much better. Do a lot more things, be successful with certain things. Yeah. I mean, I don't put a time limit on a lot of things. I just like, I do get shit done though. Like if I have a project around, the only thing I've been bad about is my landscaping. I pulled the fucking trees out a year ago and I never redid it. 
So that that I, I mean, find, I'm bad about that. But. I know people think cleaning like helps it out and everything like that. I always find it's like a waste waste of time. I, I love Howard Stern was saying that. Like I love cleaning. Like some, mm-hmm. some some shit people think are productive. It doesn't. It's not productive. I like them. things organized in rows, like just fucking together and yeah. right and clean. OCD. Like this this down here. Like I just look at all the vinyl. I'm like, dude, this will never be my life. I know. Like it's crazy to think. You definitely that, judge hard. Is, we were playing dominoes last night, and like you know, uh, when it was a, um, a game called Mexican Train or some shit, and like you have to throw all the dominoes out. Sounds but I'm like, sexual. I'm sitting there fucking organizing all the dominoes. Like, just part of who I am. So like. My, people see that in like the things that I have like my motorcycle business and all the other little shit in my house like oh wow like your house is clean I'm like well, you're you're surprised mm-hmm. like I have nothing in my truck like if you have a lot 20 you, tabs open on the computer what do you think you look like the person <laughs> knowing you that has 20 tabs open on the computer which I know you do if you though, spend but, a day with me you'd freak out my car's dirty your car's tabs. dirty yeah, yeah. That, I know I, if, I, if I I could read everybody and, and know that right away yeah. like you're a slob you keep shit not to mention he's got to pee and work out every five minutes P, oh, yeah. P, whatever, but working out every five minutes, that's fucking great. So I, I, I envy that like a motherfucker. So. It, it feels good. You know, it's a good little thing. Where's it? It's Joanne. For Keep It Basement, Mike's mom. He needs an effing job. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to the woman who created Mike Sweeney, the Sweens. Play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Out and I go. Uh, obviously, you don't know who the Sweens is. Okay, a fucking world-renowned hip-hop and radio producer and host, radio host, who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multifaceted talent. So the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking shitbag CBD oil because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King ain't shit on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're going to want to fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, sincerely, the Sweeney. Get yourself shot. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Shout out to Joanne Sweeney for telling us why. Who gives fuck? Who gives a fuck about what you guys have to say? Hell yeah! Always nice to have a mother who supports. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviewers. You know what I mean? Like, because... Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan and you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. It's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers, I have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the truth yeah. of the matter is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. 
Hello? Hello, Sipe? Hey, Sipe, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Sweeney. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. What do you think of the... Uh, Tom Zappy is falling asleep right here. What do you think of the p- Patron? What's it called? Patron? What? That's the drink. Patreon. Patron. Patreon. What do you think of Patreon and fans paying for your content? Do you respect that hustler? Do you agree with it or do you think it's stupid? I, I respect it if people are willing to pay for it. I'm just like... Dude, uh, people don't even have to pay for porn. Why the fuck are you going to pay to follow some girl that doesn't even show you naked pictures? I was thinking like, about exactly. that. I was thinking about that. What? Because why, why would Joe Rogan or somebody usually famous have one? They don't. It's people who are middle pack. Not to be mean, I, but like your desk. Des- 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 well, des- also, they whatever. try to get your foot off the ground with, with, with but, money so you can like apply that to... It's never a huge platform. It's I've, like middle level entertainers. I only see that with Instagram models. So, like that's my experience with and it. It's like girls like comedians are doing it now. Are they? But like I see, it's like see more or like like you know or podcast more. more some girls will be like it's nude on their uh, on that account or like yeah, 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 what, yeah, or whatever. Like get model. get other shit on there. But like I'm like, dude, I've never once in my life paid for porn. Why the fuck would I pay just to see some random girl I don't know is like whatever bullshit? Yeah, you can't knock the hustle. All these girls are making no, a lot of money. No, no, if they're making, well, they're money, making like, more money, dude, like premium premium Snapchats too, like. Because I guess to some people they like the personalized aspect of it, like it's on a phone and they're looking at you, like whatever. Like, dude, regular porn. I feel like for some people just doesn't cut it anymore. You know, they get the foot fetishes guys and people want to be shit on and pissed on and all that kind of shit. People think you have shots with these girls on premium Snapchats, but you don't. It's like all like all these slobs who buy it, so they just look at you as like a loser who's paying for their stuff. Nice boob. You know what I mean? You very pretty. Yeah. Or like from other countries, can't even spell right. (laughs) I feel like I've had a better shot if I interviewed them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna pay for a premium Snapchat. No, because if you're messaging them there, it's already too late. Yeah, it's it's too much. (laughs) It's like you're defeated. I knew a girl. I knew a girl. She she hates before. I knew a girl that was was a cam girl and uh makes a lot of money yeah lana oh, the yeah. plug lana the plug you know lana she's like she buy a house for it a Who's car that? everything adam 22's babe you know adam 22 no jumper nope uh no yeah yeah i do know yeah. no, you said no jumper now i know that lana the plug she has a flashlight um dude like so this girl was making like six figures but she was like always editing video content oh yeah yeah and they, they call creating content too. out like four hours a day to go on and do it and have the camera set up and everything. dude yeah she's like i gotta get on cam now she has, does a ton of makeup to like get ready for that like has to pay for the super high speed internet and all this stuff so that she gets bu- if you don't have a good internet you get bumped down and all this stuff right. and then when she got a boyfriend she was making videos with just her boyfriend like then it well, was true porn that's what well Stealth mode T-shirt never been worn. Yeah, no jumper. No, no jumper does that. Like, she'll get railed out by him on her shit. Oh, really? Yeah. And and on and on amateur porns. I would I would do it in a heartbeat if I could make some money off it. Yeah. Really? You wouldn't? She'd do it. You would be. You wouldn't be scared of your penis on camera and stuff like that. And you're, fuck it, I'm making money, dude. You might That's get more clout as the kids call it. I mean, I don't think dudes like dap a dude up. Like, yo, I saw your dick on video. You know, like, not Alex Nicholas. <laughs> but they would be Adam's like, 22. they'd be like, like, yo, that dude's girl's hot. Like, she got right. banged. You know, like that kind of shit. It's like, do you do you like to watch porn with just two girls? Or you like a guy involved? I'm like, well, I like to. See, I don't like to really two girls together doesn't do much for me. But like, I don't like looking at a dude. It's just like the natural thing about it. You know, so yeah. and I'm I, making fucking money off it. I would do it. I talked I about know. this too before. I feel like porn stars are cleaner than girls online dating. Well, they get tested all the time. People don't like, get that. They're like, why would you pay a porn star? It's disgusting. But they also, a lot of them alter their fucking test results so they can still work. Scary. That's that what the fucking yeah. scary part they is. Tell you, they don't tell you that in the industry or at Exotica because they obviously don't want to, but yeah. probably some like low-level ones do. 
I mean, the, like it, it was fun. The funniest thing that ever happened to me, this girl that we, we call her the toe sucker, this girl that I, <laughs> the, that I hooked we up with. We call her the toe sucker. Like you, t- you yeah, talk about she, together. Dude, dude you I talk about your girls. I, to, like, I, I tell, girls? I tell her, I tell her everything. That's, that's what like people don't understand about my relationship with my girlfriend. I'm like, like we walked by the airport the other day and I was like, I hooked up with that girl. We didn't have sex though, but she was, I can't say too much more. <laughs> I mean, she knows, but I, I don't want to say it on the call air. Call the toe sucker. Um, but the toe sucker, she was like, well, using condoms unless you show me an STD test that you get. So I was like, wow, I, I can applaud that. But that like, means she fucks, to th- be honest. No, that means to me that she's a germ freak like me. Oh, true. But Trump how many too. fucking people are you going to meet that like, dude, girls are getting banged out raw dog left and right now. I know we're going far left on this fucking episode, but like, no, no, that, so I think I think I, you're I, was, I think you're right about the porn stars being cleaner than than online girls. No, I'm really you're on really Tinder honest. and they hooked up with three guys in the last week and, and like yeah, and then you see like you look at their following and they followed like twenty new guys and they want to fuck and then they already told you they want to fuck. You're like, oh god, like <laughs> this you, is a little scary. You follow and you're it's like, not damn, like well, I don't want to say no to this because this is fucking great. I like, think it's right? actually better to pay for an, like a porn star or just try to bang a porn star instead of like. I, Banging a girl, I, I wouldn't harp you, especially I, Latina. I would, I would bang a porn star, yeah. absolutely. It'd it have to be one of my my liking, and you know, all, all the all the pieces uh, look right, but you know, all the pieces look yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we didn't talk about bro talk pretty a uh, lot in this episode, really not at all. But you were always saying that you have great advice for, for women and stuff. So what would the advice be? Oh, help us no. out, help us out, get, <laughs> help us get laid. No, that women. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I've been out of it too long. You're out of the game. You're retired. Your penis is finished. I, I think. I mean, like marriage is soon. No, no don't get me started <laughs> on that shit. No, that's not. That's not me. But I don't really have great advice in that aspect. But like the, the best that I ever, I ever did with women was when it was by association. Not never once was I the kind of guy that goes into a bar and sees a group of girls and goes up and like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And like says shit like that. Mm. You got to find the way in and the way in is through your friends because then you can get a a comfort zone uh, and like, you know, be funny or whatever because you can bounce off of somebody else. That, that was like always my thing. It was like, if it wasn't fucking Tinder and messaging a girl and then like getting her to like you and then meeting up, that's one thing. But I'm saying when you're out at the bar or the club or whatever, like it was never a thing. Like Mm. randomly girls would come up to me and be like, can I touch your beard and like start a conversation that way or whatever. But like, that's like rare. Yeah. yeah. But when you're trying to get free drinks, yeah, aggressive girls probably fuck more too. You would figure, right? Right, and like oh, you can maybe. tell when a girl, you know, is is coming at you hot and heavy. Yeah, like, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Mm, should, you should yeah, take yeah. guess that. But uh, that's my that's what I would tell you. Advice wise, is guilty by association with somebody else. So you're not even saying your inner circle because you said being at home, you, you're home now, right now. You know it's terrible out here in these streets with women and stuff, <laughs> like at bars and stuff. So like, not your main inner circle, but you're saying like maybe college friends or work friends or associates. Anybody you go out with, anybody that like you'd be around and like that has friends or people they might meet up yeah. with or whatever. You're like, oh, who's that girl? Like whatever. Like, That's how Tom Zappia met his and babe right here. I'll be, I'll be like comedy show. I'll be like, you, I'll go up to some a stranger girl and be, that that Sweeney knows and be like, oh, you know this fucking guy over here? You think he's funny, right? Like I talk him up, make him make. Him feel good, but then she's laughing too, and everybody's having a good time because you go up and you're like uh, talking shit about this kid. He feels uncomfortable. The girl might feel uncomfortable. So like, Mm. you got to be you know build build each other up, man. Like, I I, I like knocking people sometimes, but like, I I usually at the end of the day like like everybody to be liked. You know, I I don't like confrontation and shit like that. So I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna fucking try to one up you and and do that. I I like everybody to be liked. So yeah, if a girl favorite if a girl favorites your old tweets, do you slide in DMs, bro? I don't. You're single. I don't tweet her. You don't do anything? Nah, Twitter, I, locker. I, I have not been on Twitter. 
I think I made an account back in the day, like right after high school or something, but I don't get on Twitter. Do you think all. it's good, easy to get women off social media or it's just fucking not worth it because there's too much going on there? It's only happened for me a very small... You're not including like the dating apps, right? You're, by saying social media? I mean like just direct DM. I feel like it's just too now, much. Now I think no. I think it's a lot harder now because everybody's a fucking DM slider well, and call, a fucking it's snake. too thirsty? You think? Yeah, of course. But like, here's what I don't understand: is like, if you're a celebrity, it's easy. A girl posts a fucking sexual ass picture, nipples poking out, bikini, and then like mad at guys being like, "Hey, like, what's up?" But like, she's like, "Well, I didn't invite that." But like, what are you posting it for? Like, you want it to be liked, right? So people are gonna like it. Like, you can post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit in a less sexual way, right? Maybe you're gonna get less likes, but like, if you get some DMs, you shouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. I think the biggest, the freakiest girls are the ones who don't even do that stuff and they're just like normal. Because I feel like the girls who post those photos up are thirst traps and they don't, they're not even really about it because they get so much of it and they're like, oh, you're a slob. A lot of times, like me and my girlfriend say, like some people are fucking boring in person. They think like they're super cool online. Yeah. Like people ask her, me and her all the time, like, oh, how'd you guys meet or whatever? And I'm like, oh, we worked in the same mall or whatever. And really, I I found this bitch on fucking Tinder and I swipe right and this bitch swipe left. Really? Yeah, but then. Oh wait, are you being serious? I'm dead ass serious. Oh, what the fuck? So so what's funny about it is so i don't know if she was thirsty because she had her instagram in the tw- in the in the tinder right so i'm like that's I'm gonna, a class i'm like fuck yeah. i'm fine i'm fine this bitch if this is the same girl that works at michael kors i'm fucking getting there i'm gonna figure it out so well, you swiped right she wow. swiped left yeah because we didn't match closer. we never matched right. but i'd see her like you to see walk, her come you back swipe up. right well you said fuck this kid to to <laughs> motorcycle parts to, to work to to walk to the food court in the mall you have to walk by Michael Kors right in the corner so I'd see her all the time like dude she's redhead like she fucking stands out right so get her, find her on Instagram or whatever and she was like kind of like you know like standoffish about it like barely answering me like oh, I don't look at my phone ever like that kind of yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like here we fuck. see you guys are saying yeah because you fucking know yeah. and then I guess she didn't really associate me the right way and I like went up to her because I like at the food court one day I thought she like knew who I was and like asked her for a number and she was still a fucking weirdo and like never texted me back and then go figure like most other people that are my quote unquote friends ask for my help for something whether it's car related motorcycle related but most of all Apple related. Oh yeah. So she called me and she's like, "Hey, I asked her to like hang out." And she's like, you know, a couple times maybe, and she like would say some dumb shit. And then uh, was was like, "Hey, my computer, my friend's computer is broken. Can you fix it?" I'm like, "Yeah, come by my house mm. after work." But she brought her friend with her. Came, I was like, "Something stupid. I fixed it really quick, whatever." And then she said she felt guilty, so she wanted to come hang out with me. Uh, that she would hang out with me afterwards. So hey, was, your friend, was your friend's computer? Don't really I get broke? a tip? Like a week later, she came by, and then. I want I, I she fell in love with me and then I've hated her ever since. That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's multiple. That Tinder. was a, literally. That we've was, had so many people on this podcast who were with their girl off of Tinder. Yeah, yeah it's well, funny. They, but that doesn't count, right? Like, nah, she did swipe left. My favorite yeah. move is the people who are on online dating but say they don't use social media. I just can't even. Yeah, but like, because it's like they don't go out, they don't do anything. No, but I'm like, what's your Instagram or Snapchat? And they're like, they don't, they don't. They're like, oh, I don't use it, but it's a lie, and they're like catfishing or something. You're like, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. If you you say that, it's like, it's like the catfish are like, you've been in a relationship for two years, and you, it's 2019, and you guys have never seen each other on Facetime or a fucking camera or a picture or whatever, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, how do you have a Tinder and a Bumble, but you don't use your Instagram or Snapchat? You're a liar. Bullshit. DJ Khaled voice. You're a liar. Different names, fake name on Bumble, real name on Instagram. Yeah, but I mean, like. Like whatever or they have like, a boyfriend, hidden boyfriend. To, to each their own, man. Like I, I applaud the people that do not ever and have never used social media. And I'm like, once you have it, it's hard to not. But it's, if it's you've never started, that way. yeah, of course. But like you know, whatever. But some good came out of it. Like 
I probably would have never had the balls to talk to her in the store or whatever. Like I wouldn't have walked into Michael Kors and be like, Hey, like what's up? Want that's to funny. I've never think that I would think like you're a guy who's like, would just go up to girls. Nah, and do that. nah, that's people might think that, but like, I'm not, I, I don't like to give off a creepy vibe. So like, if it's not inviting, I'm not going to do it. And that's why I think like all the girls like I've ever hooked up with, if I saw them, we're all cool. Like the only people I got bad beef with are ex-girlfriends because there's emotion involved there. Yeah, Everybody yeah, else yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. it's a thing that was good More when it casual. lasted and it, it moved, yeah, moved on real. or whatever, you know? So like it, it is what it is. But like me and her have been together the fucking three and a half years. I, we don't have an anniversary. We just have a fuck anniversary, which is like <laughs> Halloween. That's so we use that as Halloween this year. Easy will be, we'll be, we'll be uh-huh. like four years. Yeah, she raped me or some shit. She's wearing a fucking biker outfit or some shit. What was I wearing? This is getting kinky. You had like a stupid like Batman t-shirt on. And that <laughs> Fuck yeah. I fucking hate dressing up for Halloween. I was wearing literally a Batman t-shirt with a cape velcroed on the back. Oh God. I fucking love it. But you got anything else for bro talk? You said right. you had bro talk. I guess we covered it. All right. Fuck. And you got anything else for uh, how to help people get laid here or no? Be your fucking self. I hate people that are fake. I hate when people say that. Be yourself, though. What does that mean, though? People are like, be yourself, but don't don't wear a fucking fake Rolex. Don't wear perfectly new shoes when you go out when you normally aren't that guy. Like, don't try to spend a hundred dollars in a night when you really can't afford it because your paycheck. Like that's what I mean. Not like not like your personality because like you got to like you you should be your fucking self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're that much of a fucking phony, you should. But what do you think about if you're trying to get a one night stand with someone? You're like, ah, fuck it. I'll kind of play it off like I'm a little something I'm not. Even though, like, because if if you were really honest. You probably you don't care. Like if you're really honest and want to be yourself, it's a girl you want to date actually. A good, but what about like a one night stand? You don't. I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, like I, you don't know with every girl what it's going to end up being. Exactly. But like my my the thing that you have to be good at is adapting to your audience, right? Like yeah, that, that's in a lot. So th- so think about it. Like you see this girl, she's she's dressed nice, she's wearing this or that. You might have to talk yourself up a little bit to be like up to her standards. You're so right? money, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like or whatever. But or if you see a girl that's more like a bro, like you can bro out on stuff. Like oh, she's got fucking three older brothers. Maybe she likes hockey. Whatever the fuck yeah, it yeah, is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The, as long as they feel comfortable quickly, you probably have a better shot at a one night stand. But, like, if you're like, hey, let me buy a drink, let me buy a drink, and then you buy them fucking eight drinks, hey, you want to come back to my place? And, like, that's the extent of your evening. Creepy. I, you, you'll find some girls that will do that because yeah. they get drunk enough and they don't yeah, know. Yeah. And the next one, like, oh my God. Well, alcohol played a factor in that, in that instance, too. Like mm-hmm. the super bad quote, we could be that mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, dude, I, I, I think it's crazy because, like, you are so honest about yourself. What's up? I, I mean, you say it, you know, like you, that you're shy and this and that with girls and then mm-hmm. you get anxiety, but, like, I feel like girls would eat that shit up because it's like, some do, some it's don't. Like, it's like, Cutish, I guess, but then you're fucking cl- you're fucking stage five. I'm not a clinger. Yeah, no, I'm not. I feel it. Shots no. fired. If I like someone, if I if I was in well, a relationship, didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me that you were up the girl's ass last too much last time, and then that she that's what you kept like. Yeah, this was a while ago, and I learned from that. But like at the same time, I'm Definitely actually not right. committed enough in the beginning. Like I don't take the initiative to go on the date because I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't care. I'll just do with this instead. Yeah, you and gotta, then by you, that time, you got to be the opposite. The girls, the girls have fucking like ten things going on because yeah. they're attractive yeah, or whatever, you, and they're already going on other dates. And then they, got, over time, they lose interest. Cool be, teachers, that's be, what I do. I'm kind of go like, hard. You got to go hard in the beginning, and then you do nothing in the end. But some don't like the pure honesty because like some, if you're too honest right off the bat, it's weird to them, and they might just want to bang. That's what I'm saying. Do you just kind of have that no emotion type if you're just trying to get some fucks I'm, in you know what I'm I mean just, I don't care. I, the easiest thing for me to do is a no emotion fuck like it's really hard for me to like fucking date and like put like my heart into something because I'm just like yeah. it's just like ah, I find too much wrong with you and I can't I know I'm not gonna be able to put up with you <laughs> I'm a certain way I have OCD and this yeah, and that yeah, and, like yeah. you're gonna drive me fucking nuts and I can tell yeah. that after hanging out for a few times if you're just hooking up like yeah it's not like the late night hookup or like the one time hookup cool whatever but then like all right, then you got to do it all over again. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. I used to get the aggressive girls, and that used to give me anxiety. Luigi's Pizza. 
What the fuck is that? That's a phone. What the fuck? Who has that? That's a phone. Who the fuck has a house phone? It's 2019, bro. Uh, two sausage and a plane. Okay, is it 30 Uncle, minutes. Is it Uncle Locker on the phone? Yeah. I've never met that guy, but I feel like I know him. I Everybody loves Sweeney. Really? He's, he doesn't act. Locker? He's always like that. He gets mad. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, when, 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 when I try to like, yo, can you like make sure you say this and that? It like doesn't did, go right. So yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Just no, go. No, dude. He's, you know what I say? I, I've told people about him. I'm like, he's the kind of guy that should have millions of views and content. He does on Worldstar. But well, I mean, yeah, because he got on Worldstar twice. I kind of got, I got Snake there. They gave me money, but like, I should have actually just owned my own content there. But well, I, it's a lesson you learn. Whatever. And fail I didn't have his own page, fail Army know? gave me 150 bucks for a video of my girlfriend eating shit off a rope swing. My my last. You sent me that video. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> but but what like, like whatever. But like that dude comes off to me like a guy that would have millions of people watching and laughing at what he's saying because like oh, he it doesn't seem like he's acting. Well, and I know he's not. I know he's just a fucking yeah. No, but like my dad's a fucking lunatic, so I know that would yeah. be like a part you know, of me who never promoted him correctly and like like held it back. And people were like yo, just post it out. So I did, and he never was about it. And now I'm like fucking. He doesn't care. Like I used to just snap it to all my friends and it was all inside joke. Yeah, for like because, years, because the know? people that knew him thought yeah. it was fucking hilarious. And now it's like, like but everyone. he's funny anyway yeah, because yeah. He's, he's like going off on like dumb Dude, shit. Rappers on Worldstar were like commenting like, "Yo, give this guy some weed," and they were all laughing. <laughs> like, I, like even porn stars, PNB Rock, a lot of these rappers were commenting. Yeah, but in like the it's it's like they're scrolling. That's their thing for the two minutes, and then they yeah. forget yeah. about it. And that's it. But, but like the, I, I learned I learned about exposure that way about Worldstar. How like people pay Worldstar to get their shit on there. Of course, but I got paid from Worldstar. Fucking fashion over. I learned how important social media is and how you have to have a following and your own pages for stuff because like you could be funny funny's funny but at the same time you need to have a, like a strategy with it and stuff because like locker you, he could easily blow up like you said i you know? I, I think that that's that's ticking time i'm right there it's just got to be the right person to, to find you or yeah. you know yeah. what i mean hit up the dude that made fucking dan bilzerian famous i don't know hey like, man my uncle's funny can you help me out at hey he's on, he on fucking uh michael rapaport stole his idea really you know michael rapaport allegedly yeah. No, he did though. Like it's, it's, what? I, guess it's I don't know this. I, did I do I tell this story too much? Long story short, no. I, D, I DM Rappaport my uncle's video story. about the drone stuff, and I was like, "Yo, huge fan of your podcast." Blah blah blah. Here's my uncle doing this or whatnot, and I just sent him that just to like I don't I forget to like network, and then like two days later he was at a golfing range and he did the same video concept on a drone. And I'm like, oh, you that's, fucking copied. That's cheesy. I mean, what the fuck? The guys. And I have the proof. I have it all. But like, since I'm not nah, fi- usually famous, I didn't do it anyway. But like, no one would believe me anyway. You know what I mean? Believe, I believe. There's no reason that I wouldn't believe that. It's, he took an idea and he created his own. But I mean, like, at know. the end of the day, if, he, if that means he watched it and liked it, which is cool. He, but he, like, li- he liked my comment. He's like, yo, here's a link of my podcast. And he never like talked oh, to me after. Whatever. I mean, I DM'd him and he read it. Yeah. Like, he, Gary Vee's even said it. Like, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Somebody like, Copied your picture or took your picture and used it for their own kind of like yeah. who gives a fuck like yeah, what are you gonna we can do knock on the door and beat their ass is what he said that's Gary yeah. I'm like I'm no you're, some people might like you know want to do that but like at the end of the day like back in the day when I was like you know the doing crazy stuff with the cars my, fucking companies used my car picture and said it was their own like they did the work right. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I like would email and call them like dude that's my hard work like take that shit off right and they're like. We don't know where the picture came from. How do we know it's yours? Too, like, much, too much energy, now. right? No yeah. point to drain all that energy. Plus, that you know be. you'll do better, same or better work. Yeah, yeah, who, and who, you who, look like a psycho if you go about it. Too. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if <laughs> I was like, fuck Michael Rapport, you know what I mean? Like, it would kill opportunities and do like stupid shit, you know? Yeah, but sometimes like like somebody going so left on something and being like, fuck this guy and like making a big deal about it and going on and on and on about it might right. get attention. I but, had like, funny videos of my uncle. Do you want to do that? I never like, put it out though. I have funny videos of him like saying, fuck they're all Rapport. at Haylock. Do, just do it on, do it, like do everything. Do it all. Oh, do randomly. Up. Hey, this is two years ago. I tell ago. him, he snap, he'll snap me and slow my phone down for four hours of just 
40 videos back to back to back. Dude, to back all to you got to do is just post just, it. Just put it's it on content overload, though. Like, sometimes it's, it's so funny, funny and it doesn't a, get a huge amount of views. Not yeah, that but, I care. But. but because it would have, like, you could just click on anything and press it, and it'd be a ton of videos to choose from. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, is this funny? Yeah. Like, so then something else is going to be funny. Yeah, at Hey Locker on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, at Hey Locker. I would do it. So uh, before we end this out, what are your uh, keys to success and, like, uh, Fuck, man. words of wisdom? What, like, are you, what are the keys? Like, the first question I was going to ask, I never asked pretty much was, like, how do you simplify, um, like, your success? Like, like how to be successful in your business or passion? What are the rules? Don't complain if you're not willing to put in the fucking work. I mean, like, I, I'm not one of those that, like, like, here's the things that you need to be successful because, like, I don't know what the fuck I do. I just, I'm me and I fucking hustle and I like to, you know, like, right. so if you want to be a hustler and in any aspect, whether that's selling yourself and what you can offer people service, clothing, fucking whatever kind of sales it is, like be your, the most authentic version of you and offer the utmost best customer service you can fucking Think of, dream of, think outside the box when it comes to customer service because people don't fucking forget that. Do you ever have a good experience with your cable or internet provider? No, yeah. it always fucking sucks. <laughs> they all suck. Nobody's good, right? But you They're expect- like a monopoly. I don't You care. expect that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I go to a certain place and get fucking crazy good customer service from a car dealership, a restaurant, wherever the fuck it is, if it's really good, do you remember everything else? No, you say the customer service is fucking dope. So yeah. no matter what it is, what you do, like be that guy that like goes above and beyond for the dumbest reasons for the littlest person. Right. Because that, if you repeat that, I think that'll go a long way. And I'm like the guy that'll make anything right so that my, my ratings don't get fucked up on eBay. So I'll do that. But like for you, I don't know what that good customer service could be necessarily. So like just cater it to your brand of whatever you're doing. Whether it's whether it's commenting, probably for you, it's probably fucking responding to every single person and everything. Because in the future, yeah, if you I get big, yeah. respond to every single person. That's that how Dan Cook blew thank up. them. Thank them. Some for people say to not do that and to have someone pay someone to do that. Delegated. Why the fuck would you pay someone to do someone to be quiet? Why the fuck would you pay somebody to do that? No, I know it's stupid. But no, I like, try to do that. Get an intern. You have one. We have, we have one, one, but he doesn't come around. Yeah, that's, Mickey, a, that's Mickey, a little Mickey, Mickey Gall. Shut the fuck up. That's the kid that was in love with Chanel. Yeah, you heard that? You liked it? You told me. Yeah, he kissed Chanel. No, No, yeah, he did kiss Chanel. He did kiss Chanel. But that fucker after Chanel, he left and he's on Mickey Gall's team now. He traded. What is he doing? For free? Mickey Gall's coming back. He's a he. He's an MMA guy. He had a place. Take that as a compliment. Yeah, take that as a compliment. He's on. I helped him become better friends with Mickey Gall. That's what I'm telling everyone. I got the Mickey Gall interview. But but think about it. Bullshit. I did. Like like you you kind of Gary Veed the kid a little bit right like. Not he bad. he hopes that like whatever you do is you get inspired by him whatever blah 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 like right so that dude got a better opportunity potentially through you so you did something for somebody else that was great well I mean, he's he, still he, day one he'll come around yeah just, he's cool around, and but. and the thing is he was already training there but I helped him become better friends with Mickey Gall because the interview was so fucking cool and we all connected after that's good whatever you know? don't take that as any other thing no but I'm not mad but I was kidding good. he was with me since like 16 at doing radio he, yeah. he, he realized he didn't yeah, like nice. to do radio he, he likes uh, UFC stuff and other stuff and I'm fine with that he's, he's training jiu-jitsu with Mickey anyway he already he's, knew, he's he knew him cool. before us yeah, yeah. but not well until uh, any more words of wisdom no, you guys are great. I think we had a good time. I don't. I'm, I don't, don't want to be like a fucking preacher because I don't like. No, I, so I don't have like so much. Real. You know, like I don't, I don't have shit to like back up. I'm like I just know. No, what but I you're not a bullshitter, so it's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not like I don't have all this. This cold shit. hard facts, dude. Don't be fucking stupid with your money. Don't live paycheck to paycheck. Not Figure good. it out. <laughs> not good. 
Thank you for having me, though, guys. It was Thanks fun. a lot for coming on. Yeah, Mike, really. take the cans it. in. All right, Mike's got to take in the cans. And <laughs> we're, we're boycotting the recycling. Dude, I love how I came in here, and it's literally like you're in high school. It's like, Not um, good, editing that out. <laughs> meet, meet you at the side door. Shows no involvement. No, yeah, we get low-key with it. I'll meet you at the side <laughs> door. Mom and dad I've, I've had gas he does pain. Don't he, does that, he does that with Tinder dates, too. I've had left gas pain this whole interview. <laughs> all right, thank you, Jared. Oh. Stealth Mode Motorsports. Plug all your shit. Follow him on uh, Instagram. Uh, Sorry for not being 100%, but I came in like Jordan with the flu. Yeah, you came in good. You sound like You're all right. Um, oh. Your eBay site and your, all your social media, whatever you want. Yeah, Jer- I'm just Jared Rubio now on social media. Stealth oh, mode underscore it? motorsports. Yeah, yeah. I, you I, were I, doing some pictures with girls on there and stuff, getting a little Ooh. wild. Yeah, I got to do some more photo shoots. I got some tank, stealth mode tank tops. Any sex tapes Hell coming yeah. out? Just um, do you want one? <laughs> 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 do you have stealth mode models? No, nah, I just ask girls that I'm friends with. Are they the stealth they, mode suckers? Jeez, nah, just kidding. They, they, they'll help. People are willing to help out. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's dope. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah, Tom Zappi at the Swings. Keep basement. Thank you, Fleshlight. And follow at Haylocker. We out. Peace. Dude, my ears are We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures in over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve, able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips. <laughs> Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out Dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E awesome a w e s o m e uh one word put it together no spaces that's for 15 percent off check us out uh stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with keep it basement shout out keep it basement you guys were awesome and hopefully we speak again soon thank you louis shout out to dang stop right. this episode of the podcast is brought to you by stealth mode motorsports stealth mode Motorsports. sir it's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. <laughs> quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR 1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com/str/stealthmodemotorsports. Check them out.
What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shitbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Good job with California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. But you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my few on things.